I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, everybody. It's Tim Heidecker, and you are listening to Hey Fan. Enjoy your morning. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Andrew Levins. Hello and welcome to the Hey Fam Malie podcast. My name's Angus. No bass this week. This is the Hello Fam. No, I'm going to save it for later. When we've got a special guest to introduce, I'll do a bass solo. I was learning it today. I practiced for 40 minutes. Which is your favorite um, note of bass? Uh... Um, I play bass like the President's United States, so I just got that one, one string going along, <laughs> and I like when I hold it there. <laughs> that one. Oh, that one? Ooh. Yeah, like, like the third one. I let go of it really quick, but then put my finger back on. It's a wonderful instrument. It's a good bass, and I love to play bass in my house. <laughs> this week, we uh, have decided to actually be on, next to each other on a couch, unlike last week. In which yeah, we, we did. We um, used uh, ASIO to tap our own phone conversation. Sleepless and put that in up. Seattle episode, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. The, the bottle episode where we're trapped on two different houses but can talk to each other. And that's the concept. Uh, so, this episode for one is going to sound way better. New acoustics. And also, because uh, we've got a new house. New yeah, that's why we're in Angus's brand new studios. Uh, where he's free to practice his one-string bass at yeah. all hours of the day. I've used this analogy before, but it's like when Wayne and Garth moved to the uh, the TV studio version of their basement. Everything here is the same. The props are the same. Just a little bigger, a bit nicer. It's way nice. This is way... Your other apartment was trash compared to this. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's kind and of just the same. To, Just from an acoustic point of view, like it sounds way better in here. Yeah. And also, um, what's his name? Who's the bad guy again in Wayne's World? We just spoke about it recently. Uh, the lead singer of the presidency, United yeah, States. Yeah, he's of trying America. to fuck my girlfriend, just like in Wayne's World. It's exactly the same. Angus, we have a guest with Rob us. Rob Lowe. This How week. did I forget Rob Lowe? Yeah, Rob Lowe is our guest this week. <laughs> Rob Lowe. Hey guys, thanks so much for fucking remembering my name. It's Rob Lowe. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but he's talking out of the side of his mouth, just like classic Rob Lowe. I am literally <laughs> annoyed, and that's all I can remember from my career. Um, I thought you meant to say you were trying to remember the character's name. Benjamin. I knew the character's Benjamin. name, Benjamin. I was like, oh, fuck. I can't remember the character that Rob Lowe played in Wayne's World either. Benjamin. I just wanted to say the actor's name. Yeah, Robbie Lowe. Guess what, everybody? We've tricked you. That's not Rob Lowe talking weirdly about himself in no. the third person. More like mm-hmm. Rob High. We've got someone here who's just just. Well, Rob me. Medium, okay? Let's <laughs> Rob start. Medium. We'll see how the episode goes. Hey, what? my name is... <laughs> Can I do a bass solo for you? Oh, yeah, please. That's good. Henry Stone, hello. Hey, Henry Stone. Welcome back to Hey Fam. Thanks so much for having me back. Last time you were here on your solo, um, probably our most infamous episode. Which, that week, anyway. Yeah. Angus doesn't remember any of it. 
Oh yeah, that one. We spoke about Jamoan, maybe. The drunk the real drunk episode. Yeah, I was mad. When I had a long lunch. Yeah. And you were wearing a complete Adidas tracksuit. Yeah. You know when I'm wearing a complete branded outfit head to toe. <laughs> I've either just signed a sick extreme sports deal or I'm blackout drunk. It's kind of one of two things. Um, um this is also the first by request episode. This is the first time we've had a guest. Say, can I come on to talk about a particular topic? Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's like, that's, no. I feel like that's only half. That was true. last time. Henry last time requested that we he come on and we talk about Jamoan. Oh, really? <laughs> All right. So, for those who yeah, are. This is the second by request episode. Second. For those who don't uh, know, aren't familiar with uh, Henry Stone, well, you damn well should be. Turn this they, shit uh, off. Go back to the start. Explore the canon. He's one of the three hosts of our. our Sister podcast. Yeah, I'd like that. I think sister it was, podcast. It started out hostile, but now it's become very it was JK's. It was JK all Rowling's. scripted. It's like yeah. there was a uh, Vince McMahon esque, yeah, like you know, figure we were, making us hate each other. Then at the end of the season, we were the heels. Yeah, we were the baby faces. You were the baby faces. <laughs> then we were the heels, and you were the baby face. Mm-hmm. You know, it switches around. That's good writing. Talking about the blank slate movie podcast that Henry co-hosts alongside Alexi Toliopoulos and Cameron Stone. Cameron Stone, Cameron Stone no, Henry Cameron James. James. <laughs> Me and my brother. It's called my brother, my brother, and Alexi. <laughs> yeah. uh, two bros and an Alex man. Did uh, you you were off for a while uh, doing infrequent host spots? Absent, are you saying? Yeah, from you my absent. own podcast. Because yeah. Henry is also back, a member. Baby. Forget of, about all that. I'm back. Now. back. Melbourne Content Kings, Auntie Donna. That is me. I'm the auntie. <laughs> yeah, and they're my little Donnas. And one's your brother. <laughs> We've got a brother in there. We've got an auntie and we've got a cute little funkel. And we're all just making the zip zaps and making a YouTube channel that, guess what? You can subscribe up your dick. I yeah. only, Scopus. only subscribe. I'm, I don't even watch videos. I'm just a manic subscriber. Yeah, you, I've, I've, yeah, I've, 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 I've looked deep into your, your YouTube subscriptions. You've got some weird ones in there. There's some pretty dark stuff in there. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know when... I'll need this again, but I will. Are you subscribing? Are either of you subscribing these days? To Always. Anything? No. Always. Just, you, just podcasts so, on iTunes, like this yeah, very yeah. one you're listening to right now. Yeah, that's the same as me. Philosophy. I'm, I'm subscribing heaps on YouTube. I'm loving that algorithm. I'm just not... I'm like fascinated by the community, like that there's even an existence anymore of community. I guess that the world keeps moving whether I choose to participate in a, in a YouTube community I, I, or I not, used, but you, like... You just Google what you want to watch. Well, I use and YouTube find mainly through my subscribe. TV, and like, kind of is heaps annoying to type in the video. So I know if I subscribe, I got a yeah, subscription. You got it right. There. Angus wants to save time from writing new Marcus Dibble yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, Marcus Dibble 2016. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Twenty one things you might have noticed about Marcus Dibble's <laughs> latest video. Uh, Henry, what did you request we talk about today? Okay, if that's the narrative you guys are painting, well, fine. I'm not going we'll, we'll to... Well, I can read out the text. <laughs> read the text, please, because I'm sure it didn't at all have a request. I'm sure it just floated. Yeah, first, you, you called um, the, the Triple J request line. <laughs> Rosie eight- Beaton super request. <laughs> she wasn't there. <laughs> Went to a voicemail. It's a good thing with the ABC. They never change your voicemail. Um, it's like talking to a ghost sometimes. Okay. It's great stuff. Henry Stone, brother of Cameron Stone. <laughs> Are you doing Harry Potter on pod? Oh, spoiler alert. We're doing Harry Potter on the pod. <laughs> <Like> today. <laughs> it's called Philosopher's Stone, guys. Uh, Chris then, Columbus is back. Forget what you've heard. The Pixels director. And then um, who movie. wants to be me? Henry, Henry, you can be me. I'll be you. Okay. So <laughs> you've said. I say, I, so I'm, I'm Henry. Are you doing Harry Potter on pod? I'm still scrolling. Okay. Then you can say. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, okay, I found it. So I'm Levens. Let's start again. Are you doing Harry Potter on pod? Do you want to? Have you read it? Yes. What are you doing tonight? But if it's only me who has read, there isn't much chat, and I'm going to gig tonight. Okay, I'll try read it. It's a quick read. If you do want to, at some point, hit me up. I'll jag and gag on the hot All right, pot. Yeah, so I requested it. <laughs> yeah, I requested it, and then Truscott's got a whole bunch of. You know, yeah, I, I, like you don't really want the, the thrill of playing yourself, do you? Um, yes. it's pretty. It, it, look, it's post method. It's something. I've, it's a role I've prepared for. You had a good line later on where you said, "At Accio Pod Boys." Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and then, also- uh, and then Henry said, "My Patronimus is me <laughs> fucking my <laughs> own butt." <laughs> So those expect that for the next hour, basically. Because mm. Harry Potter, there's a new book. Harry Potter's written a new book about himself. <laughs> He's it's come a back. It's a tell-all autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, like, I'm sick of this public persona I'm putting out. I'm going to spill the beans on myself right now. The boy who lived? <laughs> Question mark. That would be a great subtitle for his autobiography. Would you, would you, just got, would you subscribe to his YouTube channel? Uh, if it was just him doing vlogs about what it's like to balance working at the ministry with also being a dad, what about Ron? Yeah, I think Ron, he's into that. Ron just eating weird jelly beans on the camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one tastes like shoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, also it could uh, like be Ron discussing what it's now like to navigate an interracial relationship within yeah, the wizarding world because. Yeah. Um, that's a new feature of at least the stage play, which I think is pretty cool. I think it's great. Canon or not, whatever. Wait, it what? is canon according to JK Rautau. Well, all she said is Hermione is uh, beautiful and smart. And hey, that could be anybody in this room right now. Yeah. She said, we could be Hermione. She said ethnicity was never specified. Uh, and it was yeah. the audience who enforced the whiteness upon her. I hate that. And the studios. And the actors and, and probably Emma her. Watson. It was, it was <laughs> Emma Watson, wasn't it? Emma, yeah. not Emma Watson. No, she's heaps old. Yeah. <laughs> the Maggie, other, Emma Thompson. Maggie Smith. Who was Emma Watson? Emma oh. Thompson. No, who played Hermione? Why can't any of us? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why are we so stupid? This week? We're all massive Harry Potter fans, guys. <laughs> More like Harry Potter fans. Ooh. No, it's Emma Watson. It's 100% right. No, yeah, who are we fucking... thinking of? You're the, Emma what? Thompson. Emma Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Who's in it as well? <laughs> Emma Watson demanded that Hermione be white. Yeah, Emma <laughs> Thompson plays the. the uh, the divination teacher. Oh, yeah, Trevella who, or whatever. Yeah, Trelawney. Yeah. Trelawney. Anyway, the name Such of this Harry play... Fans the name that. of the play is called Harry Potter Who's and the, the Cursed Child. <laughs> is, that, is that Draco? Yeah, uh, plays come out... Of, we, well, it was revealed about two years ago, wasn't it? That it was going to be a small stage play. Uh, JK, I remember revealed on Twitter. She's like excited to do this. Everyone flipped out and then it was found out it was going to... It's like a four-hour epic, basically, right? It's huge. Yeah, it's like two, two-and-a-half-hour... Hearts. And you've got to see it over two days, I think. If you go, to, it's playing in a, in London at the moment. Yeah, you can make a day out of it, or you can go the two day bender. I mean, I'm sure we're going to get to that later. But yeah, it's been adapted to, well, like just it's it's literally the the draft. It's been printed. It's yeah, the rehearsal script. It's the script. It's been yeah, and, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's I, the highest selling script ever. I read the other day. It's broken a record. So William Shakespeare. And I feel like a lot of people that bought this book were not aware that it was a script until they started reading. Despite it. the fact a lot of funny huge tweets. gold and black it's writing at the top, it says special rehearsal rehearsal yeah. edition script, and it says like yeah play you everywhere. You got to stay informed. Also, how do you not know? Consumer, yeah, you got to stay informed. How do you not Come know that, that it's a play? Like yeah, I mean, I know we're clued in on these things, but. 
you're pretty docile. Someone's got you under an imperious curse of making you be really silly if you don't know oh, yeah, to play. That's the best use for an imperious curse. Yeah, put your <laughs> shoes on the wrong way. Dack yourself at the traffic yeah. lights. Wear a banana hat. Yeah. <laughs> I love this use of this illegal curse. It's, like a not, it's just a cool wizard, not a bad wizard. So today we're going to be talking about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, parts one and two. Um, and before we start breaking, you know, really getting into what we thought of it and what we enjoyed and what we did not enjoy. I enjoy the creepy CG child hiding. Oh, first in of all, yeah, this is the worst nest. cover. The thing is, it looks nothing like any of the other Harry Potter covers. There's your first takeaway that it's a script. Hot, hot take. It's just, it's, it's, yeah. It doesn't look like the other Harry Potter books. It's the it's eighth story. How many years later? Eight, 18 19. years later? 19. 19 years later. So before we start breaking it down and uh, talk, and reviewing it, um, I want to find out what, how big of a Harry Pothead each of you guys are. Because Henry, I know I've heard you say on the Blank Slate Movie Podcast after you saw Star Wars yeah. that Harry Potter was still your favorite franchise ever. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> you a bookman, <laughs> or a mo- bookman or a movieman when it came to Harry Potter? What was F- your filmman. first? Absolutely the books are first. You're a bookman always? I'm not a, some movieman who's come late to the game. I got the books. I hit the books Where's the blank page on? podcast then? Uh, I want you to do a literary version <laughs> of, your, uh, of your film podcast. Um, I, I started reading the books when I was in primary school and I feel like that was... I was ahead of the curve. What um, years are we talking? Because I can get down to years two. Okay. 1997? And that's it's when I started. That's a, yeah. I was in high school, like first year of high school, and that's when Philosopher's Stone came out. Yeah, Dece. And it was just like, ooh, I'm channeling myself in this. Yeah, big was, time. So those hit, and then when the movie came out in 2001, I was in grade eight, and well, I specifically perfect. got the day off school to go see the movie, which I copped so much flack for amongst which, my friend group. Really? W-I-T-C-H well, or <laughs> Yeah, they had, well, because I did not have, I did not share um, an interest in Harry Potter with my friends. Like, no one else liked it. Oh, and was that just because it was like a book, a dumb book or something? Yeah, or it was that. And also, I think they would just always call it gay because it was about wizards. I think it was because it, it was about a boy who was the same age as Jokes all of us. Jokes on them. Harry Potter's got three kids in this. He's fucked yeah. at least three times. People just like, kept calling it gay, I remember at the time. It was one of the main things that ever got called gay. Kids are cruel. In, <laughs> In Kids my schooling foul. experience. I know, really, but it didn't, never stopped me. Good. Yeah. I Good. quit Scouts because people called me gay for doing it, but I did not quit. <laughs> you couldn't get Harry a break, Potter. could you? Jesus Christ. Well, well, you did the right thing because where's the Scouts play? Exactly. No one wrote a yeah. play about Scouts. No one waited 19 years for a Scouts, <laughs> the next Scouts play. <laughs> um, yeah, I was... And you loved the films so from the get-go too. You're like, oh, this is great. This is yeah. exactly what I... Uh, yeah, and upon re-watching them... I think I've watched them all twice now. Like I, I've, I'm not sure. My commitment to these franchises, any franchise and stuff, never goes beyond me reading it or watching it like once or twice. But I always love it. Yeah, but I think because I always love a new story. I don't have time to go back for these the classic old things. Yeah. yeah. But um, as those books were coming out, especially throughout like the two th- the early two thousands, mm. as the new ones were dropping, I was always there in line. I was queuing up. Day one. 
Yeah, I was always a day one. I um, queued up with like a bunch of six-year-olds. Like I was at the front of a queue at the Noosa bookstore <laughs> yes. in front of like probably 30 really disappointed six-year-olds. And you paid they... your deposit and stuff. Like you're ready just to go in and collect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't get there as early as me. I got there at 5 a.m. And then the one <laughs> after me got there at six. And it was just like me dressed not like Harry Potter. And, and then and all yeah. them dressed up. Who's gay now? <laughs> fellow, <laughs> fellow students. I had a camping chair. So good. Um, um, this is how you line up. You were up. dressed as a scout. <laughs> <laughs> div, div, div. So, um, does that sound pretty, like... On par? Pretty on par experience? with your experience, Trusky? Um, I got called gay a lot in school too, but for different reasons. Uh, Harry Potter probably had a lot to play. Yeah, the books... I think the first four books... No, the first four books came out annually at the time. like, And it was mm. a big thing each year. I remember by the... The third book, definitely by the time the fourth book came out, it was already massive. It was, yeah. The fourth book was the one I the think... The fourth one was definitely the one where it was like... Like the midnight lineups yeah. and the stuff like like that. And I think by that stage too, Warner Brothers had secured the rights and we knew that the film was would be coming the end of next year, the following year. And then just for the next whatever years until I guess the, the last, the eighth final film came out, there was something Harry Potter every year basically, be it the next book in the series or the, or the next film. The movie, and yeah. It was like a decade or something, a little bit longer maybe, I think, of just Harry Potter. And it was it was amazing. It was it was great. I loved the books. I mean, I saw myself obviously in them because it was similar story. Went to high school and, you know, forced to make a lot of new friends. And I loved it. I, I thought that they just got better. Wait, that's, <laughs> that's not <laughs> a unique story <laughs> to you. That's, I thought you were going to somehow say like, like, oh, yeah, I know your parents, parents are alive. And my parents I know. don't. No, it was just... <laughs> I was like, where is this similarity yeah, also, coming in? And it's like, I, used to oh, yeah, keep... I, I just, my life adhered to the broad strokes that so did this kid's life. Yeah, I was 12 and started a new school. And that's like literally it. Like, I, I didn't have pubes. Like, I was just growing up. And One day I found a stick and I carried it around yeah. for the my rest of my life. My uncle was a dog and tried to bark at me. Like, I blew my arm up. No, you know, it was just, it was, you know... Harry started getting into gals a little later. I got it started getting into gals, like stuff like that. And sure. I just think it's like, you know, it was classic John Hughes-esque moments mixed with Mad Dog, Star Wars. Like I found it like, it was like a kindred spirit to Star Wars, which I loved and loved the movies. I thought they actually got better as they went on, generally speaking. Yeah, for sure. Um, thought Chris Columbus like made, cast an amazing cast. Like without that cast, you, it's just, he somehow oversaw that and just loved it I think the universe is great loved the like loved the secret aspect of the universe that oh it could be here now and um actually went to Harry Potter World two years ago with a friend of mine and like literally lost my shit um at Universal Studios and I think it's well it's a park that JK Rowling's like so you took a dump designed. yeah yeah took a dump <laughs> in a scout outfit <laughs> and I started lining up for nothing Dude. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's like cool to, and I really love the story of her doing it like as a single mom in a coffee shop. Like, there's a, I don't know, there's a real nice romanticism about how it came about. And she's a mad dog. Like, she's never backed down from her like beliefs and opinions. And she, every every interview I've seen or every tweet she does, she 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 is this universe. Like, she's invested and she's not like on a high horse about it either. If someone's like, oh, what's this? And she'll just like give out bombshells of information on Twitter, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's Junkie wrote an art, put up an article in the last week saying yeah, I saw that. saying J.K. Rowling needs to throw her computer into the into the sea or something like that. Some great... Why? Because she's been revealing too much information. Yeah, and because and she, she, keep, she keeps saying... Like it was written by a, a massive fan, mm. but, but apparently 
Jake, you know, Rowling keeps saying, you know, I'm done with that universe, but then the next year she'll announce that she's doing something else. I don't think she's ever else, said she's so, done yeah. with the universe. She's just but, like, Harry's story's over. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my response to that is, like, I get, like, why it might be frustrating for a hardcore fan that, you know, has kind of views that as, like, a complete package and that's that. But, like, I don't know, she created that shit. She can do whatever yeah. the fuck she wants. I say yeah. Silencio <laughs> junkie. <laughs> yeah, I always um, feel like I would back the creator. of the. If you if there's fandom for a thing, you got to just be like, yeah, that's that one creator's thing. That's why I still have, like, hella sympathy for George Lucas. Even so, yeah, though, it's his unit, like... <laughs> yeah, it's his thing. He's allowed to do it. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's his kid and his imaginary friends. Like, I remember... Think, I think that she's faced that criticism before, I believe, and she's like, oh, like, Harry lived with me for 10 years in my head before... I even made it public. Like, this is my life and, you know, you, 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 it's yours and you know him, but she's like, I've known the whole story 10 years longer. Like, And it goes writers. for so much longer than what she's written so far. Yeah. And it, I, I remember the first one she did, the first kind of, she did those like auxiliary books, the Fantastic Beasts and the Quidditch one, but then she wrote mm. like a short story about James Potter, Sirius Black, and I think Remus Lupin, like one night getting in trouble from like muggle police. Yeah. And I remember reading that being like, oh, that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm glad the story's over, but I don't mind those little bits, those little extra stories, the, fleshing out a background character totally. or a cousin of somebody. Like, well, she's awesome. doing her own version of the EU. Yeah, which but is mad. I love she's doing show. it herself. Yeah, yeah which the, kind of keeps it at least um, to to point or to like on on topic. A bit yeah, better I mean, than... I, I think that's great and fantastic. What are your thoughts on Fantastic Beasts? I'm really looking forward out? to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've watched the, that trailer a couple of times in the last week, and I'm getting real psyched. That new trailer is so like I thought the new first trailer was great, but the new one's just just baller as hell. I'm so excited to see Colin Farrell in it. Oh, I just <laughs> I love Colin Farrell. Mm. I just love that world. I love the hu- human and magic world and the. The fact it's concealed, like it's so fun that you can do anything. Yeah. It? Oh man, how good is it in the um in the film where they first go to the headquarters of Dumbledore's army? Um, Order of Phoenix. Order of yeah, the Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. And, and just the that the building like, like sh- slides across. So good. That's the first thing you see in Harry Potter world. You like get there. No way. And there's like you. It looks it's bizarre You're in the middle of Florida in Orlando. So it's like palm tree. You know, it's like really tropical. But you walk to the area and it's just like. They've managed to make it look like grey England and there's like the houses all in a row and then it starts like creeping out and stuff and oh, it's, you best. see number five appear and you're like, oh no, number tw- 12. Yeah, and you're like, oh shit, this is... It's awesome. Yeah, you freak the hell out. It's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we know that Henry and Angus were big old fans, read all the books, saw all the movies. Played the games. The GameCube Chamber of Secrets game was so good. Um, I think it was the same on all consoles at the time, but it was like Wind Waker controls it was like a clone of wind waker and you could like put different spells to the different buttons instead of items it was sick if anyone's played that it was based off the book too and not the movie mm-hmm. yeah right i've got the i've got the so uh, good I, I played one of the first uh wii games that harry potter oh what was that did. One? it was, it was so fucking wizard? bad the, the, no, uh, it was like one? it made so i got my wii i was like oh how good would a harry potter game would be this because you're, you're holding a wand the whole time but it was like all the actions were broken and it was just, you You got stuck in parts where it was uh-huh. like, you know, like push push leftly towards the television in a frontward manner. <laughs> and like it just, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. What about you? Tell us your Harry Potter and the so, Andrew Levin's love affair. I feel like, so what, what year did the first book come out? 97. Yeah, so I was just starting high school then and I feel like I must have just missed that chance to, to it, let, let myself big, be a part of it. I remember a family friend who was like hella yeah. into kids reading and stuff as yeah. a teacher's aide or something. It's like, you should read this book. It won in like some British award. Like it wasn't like in Kmart's or Target's like plus right, everywhere. Yeah, sure, like, yeah. The later ones were, it was quite like just a small book. So I, I never read the books. 
um, I, I the, all the books are in my house because my wife um, started reading them. I think by the time the fourth book came out, and yep. she was obsessed um, until they stopped. Uh, and uh, I remember like the building momentum of of Harry Potter mania, like this book about wizards that at once a year like people would like talk about like oh and the new Harry Potter book comes out next week and then it would be like you know and it's sold out for the next month and mm. you would see kids lined up and like I remember I worked at um Gowings which was like a men's store yeah, in, yeah. in a big in, in Hornsby Westfield and uh there was a, a Borders books there yeah and someone like people were camping out for like an, the entire weekend for, for a book that that's came out great. on like on a weekday honest, that's so unnecessary because honestly it's so like it was available in so many shops that I really feel like you just, all you need to do it is just go out. to a, a smaller shop but dude this this book it wasn't available yeah it wasn't really? it, it was like really hard to find and I ended up having to pay 45 bucks from David Jones for it shit damn so I guess yeah. they um, you know they weren't expecting Harry Potter numbers true why would they it's not a Harry Potter book yeah I mean I, but I remember the last <laughs> 19 one years later. the last one came out like I was like you know what? I'm not gonna do the lining up and stuff. And I went straight into like, it was like a like a crazy bargain warehouse shop, and they were advertising it for some dumbass price. And they actually had hundred Zeran match. They're like, yeah, fifteen dollars. I was like, what the fuck? I, I didn't have to line up like a moron. <laughs> this is great. And I picked up, you know, a bootleg Spider-Man <laughs> costume or Perfect. something. Yeah, yeah, a sticker book. <laughs> yeah. But um, I I did see all the movies. I took my my younger sister to the first one when I was in year eleven, and um. Which is a great excuse to see all of the movies that you should not see in year eleven, like Shrek. <laughs> um, Two thousand one. What a year for cinema. Shrek. Shrek. Harry Potter one. Was any of the Spider-Man? Matrix sequels? No. What was your one? Was Spider Man that year? Or was it two thousand two? Sam. Two thousand two. And of course, that was the year that Hollywood put the like the rule that if you make a movie, you have to set the opening act to All Star by Smash Mouth. Great rule. <laughs> still adhered still to this day. Name one movie that Sam. doesn't. Buddy. Once <laughs> I don't think that's gonna take off <laughs> that song. No, no one knows what's that. Um, have you seen it? There's an amazing Twitter account, and um, <laughs> it's like their their username is at somebody. Yes, and then their right. bio is once, and then their first and only tweet is told me. <laughs> it's something like that. Real Perfect good Twitter shit. accounts don't exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the movies. I especially. My favorite movie, and this is will come up in, when we talk about the book, is is the the um, is the third movie Prisoner with, Azkaban with the time travel Alfonso Cuarón. That's yeah. like first, I yeah. love that movie so much, mm-hmm. so that, I like, and that was like because I was like kind of you know lukewarm on the first couple, mm-hmm. and then when I saw that, I was like, oh fucking hell, and I'd I'd lapsed then, so it was like that, and followed immediately by the one where um, Cedric. Gets killed. Gets killed in the Goblet games. Is that, is that the fourth one? That's Goblet of Fire. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, man, what? oh my God. Like those two. And they're, that, they're still my two favorite movies. And then by the time the last few movies were coming out, I started dating Bianca. And she, um, you know, we went and saw every one of the, yeah. the following ones together. Did you dig them? Um, I actually wasn't crazy about the last two. Really? Yeah. I, but I think I should go back and rewatch the entire totally. series. Because I feel yeah. like there, there was, you know, someone that hadn't, didn't, didn't have such a massive connection to the to the to the story because I hadn't read the books before and I'd you know sporadically mm. I had seen all the movies but I you know sporadically and not certainly not more than just the once so you, you yeah s- you're saying they're the third one's your favorite um I found this it was funny after we recorded last week the the the, the Watergate episode 
I started, I think it just popped up in my feed or something, but there was a video, it's a, it's a YouTube guy, I forget his name, but basically he, he, he's, a, he's a mad dog and he loves films, but he went on to say that the Harry Potter franchise, specifically Prisoner of Azkaban, is like the blueprint for what Marvel's done so successfully now, which was, and he kind of goes into this great detail about Warner Brothers at the time and how insane it was that Chris Columbus had actually signed on for seven movies, like it was unheard of. And then he pulled out after the second film and the cast, like that, he was basically saying like it was too good to be true. The whole, he goes into like all historical detail because I don't really remember, you know, now we know when a movie's getting made four years in advance, like it's so totally. public now. But back then, stuff like that wasn't as covered as much or maybe I wasn't as interested or maybe, I, I, I think it was a combination but it was like insane, like got the entire rights for the whole series, got one director, got the crazy cast. And then he pulled out because he's like, fuck, that's f- I've done two of the movies and that's f- four years of my life gone. If I'm doing five more, like I'm going to not see my kids grow up, etc. And then they started that model of bringing in a new filmmaker mm-hmm. for the next few, but then keeping the same one on the end. And just kind of the first two are such straight up adaptations and almost like the cast is great. The acting's great, but the movies themselves, I don't think, are great films. They're kind of like, you know, it's... Telemovies. Te- well, not a telemovie. It's literally like, there's no... A good telemovie. The script is identical almost to the novel. Yeah, I guess they're world-defining. Like, yeah, I think they're they- very world-defining, yeah. And you kind of go, oh, that's Hogwarts. But then Alfonso Cuaron came on and kind of was the first one. He hadn't read the books or seen the other two movies and was like, why do the kids wear that when they're hanging out on weekends? Like, and made lots of great changes. Like, he made the kids dress themselves... Mm-hmm. Like that was all their own wardrobe in the film and they had to put on their own robes. So you'll notice that Ron's tie is never right because Rupert Grint didn't know how to do a tie. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you decide if you tuck your shirts in or not. And it made this like very, it's quite prim and proper. The first two films are yeah. quite dark, but in terms of like, it's all dark hallways and kind of small little classrooms or whatever, but he kind of really opened it up. So which, how many movies did Alfonso Correa? He just did that one, but so the, one. what that did was set a rule where they had a, who did the next one? Mike Myers. Yeah, Mike Myers. That's right. It was his first. First. Uh, that's why gold members in it. That's why they changed um, Voldemort instead of being like white and pale, just being just gold. Fat and Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. Hagrid's replaced with fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I want to see that movie so bad. Snape's just horny all the time, <laughs> <laughs> making love potions and trying to shag everyone. But it started this tradition of like a new director until they kept the same one towards the end but and kind of set the priest in that like you don't have to copy the books exactly you can cut out huge chunks but just dip in and out and have the major story there and how marvel's kind of i don't know my now i'm I'm doing a super weak recreation of what he said but he's like we'll post it on the on our facebook yeah it's really great i think i sent it to you but it's like it's quite long it's like 20 minutes maybe but he's just like marvel now without the harry potter franchise especially that third film there'd be no like awesome marvel where they're just like hey give director this movie let's see if they're good and it's like oh that was great and now let's give you know, uh, Thor, you know, this guy and stuff like that. Do you and remember, I think it's in the, either the Goblet of Fire or the Order of the Phoenix, the very opening sequence where, is it, is the Triwizard, no, is the Quidditch World Cup in Goblet of Fire or? Yeah, Goblet of Fire. The very opening sequence of that film is one of the coolest sequences I've seen where it's Harry hanging out bored during the summer with the Dursleys and um, Dudley and all his mates, uh, they're all hanging out in the park and Harry's just nearby and they oh, right. come up to fight Harry and Harry. They get in a, um, in a like a bit of a biff. But then 
all these Dementors or all these like Death Eaters float by and they just fucking run and it just cuts to this sick camera angle of Harry and Dudley sprinting and it was just it might like be the so, fifth one. I think it's the Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, They're in that like tunnel with all that tunnel. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's the fifth yeah. one. And, and it just that I thought that was so cool because that was just such a realistic or like had such realism in this. Yeah, it's like Stanmore Tunnel. It like or like Stanmore Tunnel, and just the camera, the way they shot it, just looked like a, it looks like uh, that like City of God or just some brutal yeah um, urban council estate drama. And or that something. was David Yates' first one. I, he was that was his first. That and was, he stuck for the next four, and yeah. I think he brought that really yeah, kind he's of mad. He used like ultra realism like sets and stuff yeah, like that. Because he had just parks. directed like hard political drama TV for shows BBC prior, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, he's doing Fantastic Beasts. Oh, oh cool. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. like he is like the Harry Potter guy now, and I, I couldn't be happier for it. He's such a yeah. mad dog. He really got it and. I think he really, uh, more so than the Mike Myers who did number four, he used that real world type of let the kids do stuff. Maybe that was a mentality he carried on. Like mm. that, I think that's super important. But that's it, such a cool fact. Like they were literally wearing like Adidas tracksuits basically yeah. on campus and stuff. And that's I was like, cool. of course they'd wear that. It's like set now. Like they wouldn't be wearing mm. their school robes and like fluffy sweaters, like real ho- Like I remember watching Harry Potter and whenever they were like in their casual gear, they looked like, I couldn't help but notice they look like Kevin McAllister. Like, they're always wearing... And I think Chris Columbus just dresses heaps, like, dorky or something. Like, he must just wear, like, thick sweaters and, like, yeah, parkas and stuff. Sweaters, yeah. Everyone was just in Christmas clothes always. <laughs> it was so weird. Or they were just in their school uniform all the time. It's like, kids hate wearing school uniform. Um, favorite book and favorite movie? Oh, wow. Uh, favorite. I think the favorite book was Azkaban, definitely. And f- I personally really like I think Order of the Phoenix what's the second last one uh, <laughs> the, they did the last book was split into two. Oh no 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 the um, Half Blood Prince, Prince that yeah, one that's really great yeah that one's awesome I like that I remember they made like they sexed it up a bit and they made like Harry flirt with a girl just at a train station like dialogue oh yeah I like, no, you're right I love Half Blood yeah. Prince that's, that's one of my favourite yeah, that, that's that the waitress. Dumbledore yeah, so, yeah. that's awesome and I love yeah. those scenes that they added and it was like yeah that's awesome of course he'd be doing that he's got hormones but then which is the one where like they have to like go underwater and Dumbledore's like dying that's Half Blood Prince oh see I hated that shit so. that's awesome <laughs> that was a lot like um Lord of the Rings shit. I yeah, yeah. That's why, yeah, I, and I really... That's when they introduced like the concept of um, Horcruxes and they've yeah. like got to destroy the Horcrux yeah, to I don't, kill Voldemort. I don't like Lord of the Rings. So, <laughs> any reference, anything that made it feel like that, I was like rolling my eyes out. Yeah, right. Um, and you hadn't read the book, had you? So, you didn't no, know No, no, no. What yeah. about you guys? Book, I think film. What about you? Book or film? Well, I guess, yeah, the, the third one. The book, third... Yeah. The third I've not read any of the books. Oh, you haven't read any I of the lo- books? I fucking said that. Oh, I thought you just hadn't read them when they came out. No, no, I've never read them. So oh, I, wow. that's why I thought it would be a fun and unique take yeah, on, that's uh, awesome. on this, on, on this episode. Um, third book for me, so I remember that was like exciting because it was, it was always like the first two had like, you know, one was a giant snake as a villain and one was a man in the back of someone's head. But this one was like their parent's best friend. It was kind of like grown up quite yeah. fast. And you're like, oh, there isn't like a big monster... There isn't like that. It's like, oh, this is what kind of real life. And as the books went on, the villains just end up being like friends of the family and stuff or normal people. And I, I thought that book was a good turning point. And I, I just love the fake out at the end where Sirius Black, this guy, you, you know, I was 14 or something. So I wasn't really used to having a, the rug pulled out from under me all the time. Mm. And I thought it was a great twist that he was like the parent's best friend and not the killer. The movie too. But I think... Upon reflection now, I think like Deathly Hallows might be my favorite book just because I thought that's one of the best ever 
closing chapters for anything like it's got enough fan service, but enough of as the, in like, the epilogue final chapter or the oh, I, I main could, story I could, final chapter. The main like the yeah. main story, like the main book. I could I could take or leave the epilogue. I'm kind of don't mind it so much now. She's already addressed all this other wider world of wizarding stuff. At the time, I was like, ah, oh, you know, it ended. You could end it there. But I just thought that was a really great way to end that series. Like, I think it was pretty pitch perfect. Like, the deaths are impactful. Um, the plot's cool, like, having to collect those things. And they, they end up being things they've had since the first book. Like, I just think it was a really nice mm. full circle moment. So, I think that was my favorite book and maybe still the third movie. I just thought it was so badass. I just I just think it looks great. It looks... I love the werewolf design. Like, it was just different. And I love yeah. the, the reveal that Ron's rat is the... Yeah, Scabbard. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. the other yeah, yeah. big reveal. Such yeah. a great moment. Uh, um, yeah, I think the third one just and such then the, a cool book. And the um, Hagrid's big old crazy giant bird. Spider? Oh, bird, yeah, yeah. The yeah, hippogriff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Buckbeat. Yeah, Buckbeat. yeah, yeah. And he kills her, but not really. So good. Great twist. Yeah. Spoilers for that movie. Um, yeah, I, I think third book. <laughs> it seems like the third. Everyone loves the third one, but um, and this, I don't know, I was a big fan of the seventh. And the set last movie was really great too, I thought. I think also the third one for me was the first one I got with a hard cover, which just made it feel like more important. <laughs> <laughs> It's heavy. So yeah. there you go. That, that's Remember how heavy they got as they came out? Oh. And you're like, oh. Value. Remember the fifth? <laughs> I was just always like, yes, this is more value. I'm getting w- way better value out. Way, when the apocalypse way comes. Way more spells. Yeah. yeah. When the apocalypse comes, I need to like burn books to stay warm. I will be the warmest with my thick Harry Potter books in hardcover. So that's the background. <clears throat> Angus and Henry, mega potheads. Me. Bit of a pothead. And hey, we don't mind Harry Potter either. <laughs> Ew. Ooh. Ow. So, do we want to try and avoid spoilers? Or no. should we just fucking rip, rip into this book? It's a podcast We've, we've, about we've given them 35 minutes of spoiler-free, yeah. unless they have never seen or read any Harry Potter. I knew the whole plot before it came out. Like, I couldn't help myself. I went straight onto the Are Harry Potter. Are you serious? Yeah, I went What's to the... What's wrong with you? Why would you do that to yourself? Well, I didn't know this was getting released. Right. Oh, fuck, of course. Yeah, and someone... They saw Nothing's the play... Nothing's younger, sorry. They saw the play, like, two months before... It was, like, the first rehearsal. It was and they were like sworn to secrecy. Oh, so they broke their NDA. Oh yeah, it was just oh. a normal punter, and they just went. I'm not allowed to say this. Even J.K. Oh, Rowling was there. Oh, that's not a normal there. punter, mate. That's a legend punter. <laughs> it was a legend punter, and they're like J.K. Rowling was there, or at least someone representing her. And they were like, "Don't spoil this for anyone." But here's the plot, and I remember just reading it. I was like, oh, "I don't want to read it," and then I'm kind of squinting while I read so, it. In remembering what their um, recollection of the plot was, yeah, was it like? Close or oh, was bang it on. bang on? Except how much detail did they go into? It's pretty long. Like as far as um, spoilers go, yeah, it, was, wow. it was like like you know it was it was even well done. It was like act one, scene one, quite well done. But one one thing I do appreciate now that I've read it, and I recommend you guys having a look, it went into a lot of how the effects were done and how the stage yeah, was set up. That was it. So my biggest first impression, and the only thing that stopped me from getting into this right away was I had no fucking idea how some of the insane time jumps yeah. and directions would well, work. Like even the bonuses, yeah. stuff yeah, yeah. like that, that they use. So and you were you were caught up in like a logistical brain going like, how did they achieve this? Yeah, and, and like I, I think like the, the first, I don't know, uh, the first 10, 10 pages or so, there's some pretty clunky dialogue only because it's existing just to give you a little tableau that represents that period in time mm-hmm. before they jump forward a few years. Yep. And so like, I was just like, what is going on with Cause this? Cause it ends like, with the, the epilogue. From, so if you've read, if you're familiar with the seventh book, oh, the I, opening I, I, yeah, scene is like word for word. Yeah. What they say at the train station, just with some added stuff, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I found the first part pretty cringeworthy. After after that, there's there are like and all those because yeah, it it jumps forward like pretty Heaps. Pr- pretty frequently, and that really surprised me. I was like, well, are we, are we just, how many, like yeah, how many years did it go through? Three Albus three because Albus three. is in third year for the major for the book, final. and it starts with his first day. Yeah, I think it just goes boom. Like yeah, he comes back and you you learn everything, which I kind of like that. Like you learn his house getting sorted and stuff just kind of naturally. Yeah, it was all sort of presented in like brief vignettes yeah i thought that was cool i mean surprisingly there's not a lot of stage direction and i guess it's because the guys who wrote it with jk so yeah we gotta say it was written by it's a story by jk rowling and john tiffany and jack thorne and the director's jack thorne he's done a few other things but i guess because they're directing it and writing it there's not he's a lot of stage directions but i just found there was no stage directions which was interesting it wasn't like we enter hogwarts the hall is set up like yeah. there's no well, kind I think of set that design maybe or, that i think that that would have made it pretty wickedly prohibitive even more so than it is like as um we're talking about it that were we talking about on the podcast i don't know that people got confused and didn't know that it was even going to be a script yeah there was an uproar it seemed like somewhat of an uproar about that i think to just throw in heaps of technical direction would only like serve to alienate kids even more it confused the matter yeah something yeah So, so if you um if you have not read the book and for some reason you're listening to this a brief outline of the plot is that this is set 19 years after after harry graduates from hogwarts he doesn't graduate that's the that's the great thing they all drop out they never they never actually graduate 19 years after harry defeats voldemort yeah. at the battle, of, the battle hogwarts. of hogwarts they don't graduate hogwarts no, no that's I mean, the beauty of the seventh they drop book, out mate. the seventh book dude they and they just drop out and go search for um they just the take up a Hallows. trade harry literally takes up a trade because yeah. he's now the uh, minister of Ma- uh, defense. defense and what did he do when he was 17 he just went off and hunted down some villains yeah and they all dropped out he's a fucking the magical run by... did they kind of gloss over that in the movie or it's not... uh, it's it's just assumed because it's not set at the school but there's like in the book at the end of big... the at the end of the half-blood prince i think he's just like yeah i'm leaving hogwarts yeah and then, but, then, but then they played the graduation song by vitamin c <laughs> yeah <laughs> the credits. as like the school's on fire like <laughs> fred and george are getting killed dumbledore <laughs> yeah. lying dead <laughs> yeah um yeah but i remember there's like a big conversation about it too in the seventh book and hermione's like well i've got to go and they're like it's literally run by the world's most evil person right now like you, you of know. course, no, yeah. I remember that. no, no, I do remember. Of course, it gets taken over. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so yeah, nineteen years after the battle, and, and, and uh, Harry and uh, Ginny have um, three kids. Ma- made three Got kids. Busy. Yeah, James, Lily, and Albus Severus. Very uh, on the nose names. Um, <laughs> and and I've uh, lost my parents, so I can't. They, they they go to Hogwarts for the first time alongside Hermione and Ron's children, Rose, Rose. and Hugo. And um, this kind of... Who are Granger Weasleys, because, you know, Hermione yeah. yeah. would insist on that. And I'm, I, I like that. I think that's true to the character form. Um, yeah. But then that, I Black felt Hermione like that reflected poorly on Harry and Jim. Oh, no. That just seems like something that Hermione would be into, I think. What, like, so you think it's whack name. that Archie is Archie Levens? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. And not Archie Granger Weasley. <laughs> no, I reckon it was a finance. They were like, look, if it's just Potter, they're going to, you know get that home loan really easily. Like, I think it's a good surname to have in the wizarding world. More oh, yeah, so than, I see, I just, see. More so like, than Weasley. It's like Levens is a great like name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people are going to, you know, it's like 
yeah, throws, throw your dick around with a surname like that. <laughs> um, so this... The, oh, the, and the mem- uh, Malfoy. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the Drake, another- Draco Malfoy, Malfoy has, a, uh, has a son who is also attending Hogwarts. And, well, Scorpius, uh, which is a great name. Yeah, Scorpius. Yeah. And I was thinking the whole time I read it, the Scorpion King, and lo and behold, that's a phrase said in the book a few times. And The Rock is in it. The Rock <laughs> is in it. And the villain from Suicide Squad. <laughs> Did you say Suicide Squad? <laughs> Maybe I did. <laughs> Maybe I didn't. That's, what what that's would happen in that? That's when you go to the Woolworths Deli and it's just like a big squad of leftover Dam- silver Damaged ham. <laughs> Damaged ham. Damaged ham. No, that's the Devon. The Mortadella, the olives spell out damaged. So this is basically a play that's all about the adventures of uh, Harry Potter's youngest son. And uh, middle Drake son, middle child, son, middle child, son. Yeah. right? And uh, is it and middle? Is Albus middle? Yeah, Albus. Oh, Lily's the youngest, isn't she? Right, that's right. And 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 Draco Malfoy's son teaming up, um, and basically not having a great time at Hogwarts. But this is about them becoming friends and uh, trying to out live outside of their the expectations put on them from who their parents were, mm-hmm. and trying to do good and. I guess, you know, find their own way and cause a bunch of mischief along the way. That's you pretty much it. go your... <laughs> yeah. And you get to see Harry be a dad, which was... And he sucks at it. Yeah, yeah he sucks, which I thought was kind of great. That he wasn't a great dad. They yeah. kind of beat you over the head with how fucking bad he how is. How awkward is it? I mean, he's not a deadbeat now. dad. But no, no. But he's, he's like not a loser. great dad. And he goes... And I thought it kind of humanized bad dads in a way when he's just like I didn't have well at the end when he's like I didn't have a dad so I don't know if I'm doing a good like to resent or to try and copy and I was like true he had a shit he lived in a fucking he was a child of abuse he literally grew up in a cupboard until he was 11 like I was like oh Harry Potter would be like a great docs case not only a great wizard but (laughs) no wonder why he's pretty like like shitty at being a dad right so mega fans what did you think of this of this book slash play. Should we go into the plot a bit or... Oh, that's fine. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, some it, shit, it, like it, some time travel shit happens. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hugely... If, you, if you're fans of the fourth and the third books, and you love this, it's pretty much set halfway. The, the like amount, a third of it's set during the um, Goblet of Fire. It was crazy how many callbacks and like... It just felt like... This book to me just felt like just glorious fan service. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And even for someone that wasn't... Like, I'm a fan. I, I, I liked it while I was watching it. You got it, the but, references too, because when you saw, oh, like, yeah, totally. Triwizard Tournament, you were like, what the fuck's that And that fucking, like, like, my by far for me, like, the absolute highlight of this is the scene with Scorpius and Snape. Oh, the alternate reality. Uh, I just thought that was, that was so cool and, and, and quite warm and heartfelt and... um. I, I thought that was like the absolute high point of the book, and that's at the end of Act Three. So then, I when Act Four started, I was like, "Oh this shit, it should have ended." But then it does does give it quite a powerful ending too. Did you guys? Who did you picture first of all before we go into that? I want to know who you imagined while you're reading it, or if you imagined, or if you found it hard to read as a screenplay. I know none of us are, uh, um, you know, being the thespians we are. None of us are uh, newcomers to screenplays. Like I found it fine to read because I read. Screenplays or scripts. Oh, it was fine, and I loved. Yeah, yeah. I, after how I was quite <clears throat> grateful for the lack of stage direction, just because it was really fun to fly through this book in this, at the same pace I would like a comic book. Yeah, yeah. and I was imagining like sets and shit. Like I, being familiar with the films and stuff, I was like fully just almost playing director, and I really liked that while reading it. I was, you know, having musical cues jump yeah. in and shit like and, that. And I, I when when, when I realized it was going to become a time travel romp, like akin to Back to the Future. With fucking wizards It's in pretty it. much Back to the Future <laughs> one. I was really excited about it because even though I know a lot of people complain about the 
the fact that you know the, the the very presence of time travel in the third book kind of ruins the entire rest of the epic because if time travel exists, why aren't so many things yeah. you know? Fixed? Which is why she destroyed them in the fifth book. Like every time Turner got destroyed because she was like she's sick of people saying that to her for years. So there's a scene in the Battle of the um. Department of Mysteries, I think it is, and like they accidentally blow up every time turner, which has been confiscated. So she's like, Fuck you, I can never do it again. And then it's funny that this book's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, well, there was one more left. Like they explicitly say, <laughs> Two that. more, two more, two more. And I kind of like, I kind of like that she's like, You know what? I don't care if people don't like it. Like, I, I thought that was, a, I think that's pretty baller. Yeah, I think like yeah. not giving people what they wanted. And but I just, yeah, I mean, I love alternate reality stuff so much. And like, you know, so much of this was just, you know, everything I like about reading comic books, but. It was a Harry Potter play instead. Yeah, it really felt like a what if, like a one shot sort of thing. Yeah, a lot of the time I thought, which was fun, but it was not for me. It wasn't necessarily like it didn't. It felt like a fun um, appendix or like additional piece of material, but it didn't feel like uh, necessarily the. It was doing service to this greater universe. It doesn't need to exist, and I think you still have the same. It still gives you the same amount of impact as as finishing at the seventh book if you read them all. Like, it's, I don't think it'll ever be included, obviously, in a box set down yeah. the line. Like, it's always going to be a standalone. Yeah. And this is only, like, I'd say, like, 25% of what, you know, reading that, you've got 25% of the production. Like, the acting, the stage design, the effects, I think will fulfill that other 100% as well. Totally. Yeah, I think that it, to watch it as a play would just be, like, and just uh, such an experience with seeing a spectacle... Um, there's so many sequences in there that like there's an under there's multiple underwater moments like you mm. said there's all mm. these time travel moments there's the, the part that I was like there's no way they could do this is when um, what's the the thing they use that makes them turn into somebody else oh yeah the oh, juice, transfiguration the, and the polyjuice yeah, yeah. the yeah. part where Harry um, Voldemort. is Voldemort and then like his arm shrinks back to usual yeah. like if they pulled that off, that yeah. I would like stand yeah. up and applaud. I'd love to see the like, allegedly Patronuses and have. stuff like that. I don't like, think there's anything. There's no reports coming out saying that the, this has been mishandled at all. One like, review I read was just like it's be- it looks better than the films just because you're well, watching it and it's real, yeah, yeah. as opposed to it yeah. being oh that's CG. There's like uh, these sequences where it, within Hogwarts the stairs are shifting and Albus and Scorpius that's are like right. it's like there's ships in the night they want to reconnect but the stairs move past them. I was like whoa that sounds like it would just be amazing to see yeah. visually. They're on top of the Hogwarts Express. Yeah, that's And jumped right. off of it into water. Yeah, that's right. I don't know how they, yeah. what that is. Yeah. How that works. I mean, I know theater. how it works in a low budget, uh, so like off-Broadway off production, because you just pretend you're underwater and <laughs> yeah. do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, presumably they're not doing that. And like, even like, you know, engorging Cedric Diggory in the second task, like blowing up and floating away, like that stuff, like how would they do that? It'd be yeah, amazing. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the the best. It reads as the best piece of theatre. <laughs> yeah, it's um, like the bud- I want to know the budget as well. I almost want at the end of each page, like you know, down the bottom, like just this page will cost roughly. Did, did, did you yes. ever read um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern and Dead? No, I haven't. We had to read it in um, extension English in like year eleven, Ooh. and uh, I really, really enjoyed it. But in the la- the last act of that, suddenly all this crazy stuff happens on stage and it's so elaborate like the stage itself like raises and expands and that kind of thing and I always wanted to see that performed yeah. properly and this like you know obviously is a much bigger scale version of that but when you read those play directions that you just have to accept that that's what's happening on stage yeah. even though you're not seeing it is a pretty weird feeling yeah you kind of go oh, I, even the bits where it was like 
and you hear like parcel tongue being whispered behind you and then you'll see like Death Eaters float through the audience yeah. and stuff and I was like yeah that's cool but uh, yeah. now I feel like I'm in the audience trying to get a good spot and <laughs> some dickhead standing in front of me and there's some kid crying um, yeah did you picture the actors from the movies I know I did yeah definitely Especially um, Alan Rickman. Oh, I just read every line of his yeah, as yeah. Alan Rickman Snake. Yeah, it's outrageous how much how he really he defined that role. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about the uh, when you were talking before about the dad uh, Potter being a bad dad? Yeah. Um, I really thought that that's what for me worked throughout all the first run of books was that. Harry didn't have parents and so there was no awkward parenting moments and the, the characters who did have them were always minor characters or side characters so or it was Ron never like... sometimes when he saw him fed up with his parents yeah, and then was Harry like, would be like, oh, but sort of you've got scenes. parents at least. Yeah. You know? um, and I, that's something I didn't really respond to, just him being an awkward dad throughout this and yeah. being like an angsty and unusual... Um, teenage father-son relationship yeah in here i just was always cringing at it yeah i always felt like it should just be soundtracked by simple plan yeah welcome to my life or some (laughs) shit but on the flip of that i loved all the interactions between um draco and his son son. that was great that was a really nice i I think like this was like it was such a great tale of redemption for the malfoy family i mean draco Mm -hmm. gets pretty well um redeemed in the seventh book and last film but i do find like just goes that extra inch here like seeing them team up at the end i'm like yes that's like that's fucking sick and like there are parts in the first act that they just go on and on about like why are you going on and on about this like especially the fact that there's a rumor going around that that, scorpius uh, Scorpius is is the son of of Voldemort. Voldemort. yeah and um what was his dead wife called like Estonia or something Latricia Morticia but, but then when it's revealed that, that Hagrid Draco has had Where's this, Hagrid? He's, he shows up in this Oh no in a flashback But um, uh, when, when it, it, it's revealed that Draco has, has that second time turner and, he could, like, and he's like why oh. didn't you tell anyone you, you, you had this and then you're like oh shit of course he couldn't tell anyone because there's that rumour that yeah. he went back in time and boned Fucked. Voldemort Yeah <laughs> He did Draco did yeah. <laughs> It was a mad threesome it's him and his mom him and his wife um, I also found it interesting Like you do get Throughout the whole books And oh, and, and, the, and the blanket Harry Potter's blanket Is the other thing Oh that was they, really they cool They ram down your throat Yeah, yeah. I mean I guess they have to In a play too So Oh well, no it's great That they did like, About the time I was like Why are they going on About this kind of shit The blanket and then, Yeah And then I was like Oh right Yeah, yeah. I did find it weird That um, You don't get a lot of Not weird But it's, it's Coming from the novels To this You can tell it's meant To be seen as a play And like at least With a movie when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Please. I didn't experience in the movies because I've read the books, but this is the first time I don't really know what Harry's reacting or he's in a monologue. Not that the books were written by his perspective, but you'd always get a line like, Harry was thinking this or Harry thought that. And this is the first time like Daniel Radcliffe's acting or, you know, JK's writing didn't let me know mm. what he was thinking a lot of time. And I couldn't see the directions or his reactions. So sometimes I was like, I wonder if that's said like this, or if this is an angry line or a sad line or yeah, how yeah. he's feeling right now, or if he's frustrated that he's monosyllabic. Cause he comes across quite monosyllabic in a lot of it. And I know he's not because I've read the other books and I'm curious to see in a way, if that's him restraining himself. Um, I really like to, I love one of my favorite things is his and Dumbledore's relationship and how you think it's this great, paternal figure and then kind of as the books go on in the films you find out that Dumbledore was actually like very flawed to the point where he's taking of taking two of Harry is like his greatest flaw like he was always supposed to kind of use Harry as a mm. tool and kind of have him killed basically and then he felt like loves him and I do like those vignettes or those scenes with the portrait of Dumbledore Definitely. and Harry and Harry's still kind of pretty bitter at him which I think is kind of great like this great figurehead Harry's still got a bit of issues and do- didn't get the right closure and stuff and I, I thought that was I like seeing that relationship still like I'd, I'd just want I'd want a whole play of that like Harry talking mm-hmm. to a painting like a one man <laughs> show I'm really I'm really into I'm doing it at Fringe next year <laughs> but I'm, I'm really Fringe. into <laughs> yeah it's one of the more you know it's funny I do it with my pants off <laughs> Dumbledore's nose brother. is my penis it's gonna be great uh, yeah, I, I think it's, um, I don't know. I really like that. I like getting those extra scenes, things I never thought I'd see again. And I'm a sucker for that relationship. I don't know what it is. I, I'm a big fan of... Well, I think anything, the, the, the absolute best parts of this book is when they were expanding on the relationships that we knew already existed. And the weaker parts, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the new, the best relationship that you see in this is that of Scorpius and, uh, Albus, what is his name? Yeah. But, but, uh, I did not like, uh... The character of Voldemort's daughter. I thought that was Delphi. Kind of Delphi. <coughs> Delphi. Like, Delphi. I, I just. I, mean, I didn't. I thought the 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 weakest part of the book was that was the first half of the fourth act, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously you know it does when it when it wraps back into what we already know about Harry Potter and you know him having to watch his parents die. Like yep. that's when it becomes strong again. But uh, I thought that was a pretty cool scene and pretty brutal. Yeah, it was now really that we heavy. know that Harry Potter is back there watching, scoping it, just 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 as a punter, just 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 punting it, spoiling punter it at his on, parents' own death. Yeah, spoiling it online. Oh, <laughs> Harry Potter told me not to say I this. Lo- I loved Hagrid being the one to discover the his his parents' bodies. I really like seeing that scene. I yeah. mean, you've kind of the timeline from like that day. I've seen like people try to reconstruct it online, and I think there's like. I think there's even like an answer she's never given. It's like, where is so-and-so at this 45-minute window? You've not accounted for it. And it was <laughs> nice to see like that day, get that extra scene. And I don't know. Um, it was cool seeing like, I like just having offhand comments like that Neville taught there. And well, I know knew he taught there because of the epilogue, but like McGonagall being the headmistress and mm-hmm. Hermione as the minister and stuff wasn't like rammed down your throat too much. It just, I like that. I found Ron a bit 
just playing it for laughs, like just a big, big dickhead dad. Yeah, which, someone's got to be that. Someone's yeah. got to be that. But, but also, and he was that throughout the books as yeah. well. He's always been the... the she's like, oh, my one's the wrong way around. Oh, but how good was he in the alternate reality where he doesn't marry Hermione? Oh, yeah, and he's he, like pussy whipped with Padma yeah, Patel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved that such a small thing as Cedric not... Not not, not winning, dying. not dying, is like is the reason that 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 you know that Hermione and Ron would ever meet. Yeah, would ever know if it's would ever. Um, it's like that butterfly love. effect. The uh, the great love, Ashton yeah. Kutcher film and the great Australian band. They, yeah, they would have gone. They would have. They would have. It would have been a perfect fit for this play. And like, yeah, I mean, the 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 dark reality when Scorpius comes back and I want a whole. I want a larger that was saga so set there. Fucking cool. I want like, like was... an entire series of books called like the Scorpion King yeah. and like Scorpius and school going on hot dates with all the babies that want to ask him out and Snape being there but being a double agent and like Hermione and Ron being like militia basically like I've really got into that man yeah and like Umbridge as like the evil cunt headmistress yeah so and Voldemort good. day like and doing the salutes like the Nazi symbolism they were getting into where yeah. she folds her hands and does the they salute had a thing, they had a thing called the blood ball yeah the blood up. ball and you just heard kids moaning all the time, like trapped in the dungeons. Like that was, I was I'm like, man, I want to, I want to yeah. film there. Like, was, that shit was riveting. And like, so my, my, I read this in three sessions. I read the first half of the first act in one session. And the next day I read from that point until the end of act three, just in one chunk to set up really late, just smashed it. Cause it was just such a throat. So thrilling at that point. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really the, the absolute high point of the book. And then, uh, as soon as I read like the first page of, uh, the fourth act I was like Oh no There's more <laughs> Way too much more So you wanted to end Right at the end When And then fourth act You know Obviously it was, The next day After a night's sleep I was capable Of finishing yeah. This ginormous Novella um, But Yeah I, I I thought that Yeah That middle section Was Was A plus Was there anything You wanted to say like or any character especially you Henry as uh, a book fan that you were like fuck I wish they'd mentioned that person or I wish there was a I wish that they explored the just um, Slytherin lifestyle a lot more yeah, like I wanted to okay. see more of what it was like being Slytherin house you've only ever seen it the in Chamber of, of Secrets yeah. really haven't you and it's just the dungeony bit but you don't know anything else yeah and just even um, Albus being in that house I think still was really underutilized i thought it was cool like i remember actually being shocked by it and i was like oh that's sick like he's in he's the first potter to be in i didn't realize that there was that much of a difference between each group i just thought it was like when you have like your color houses in in primary and it's very ravenclaw you're very clever very much Uh, how people gryffindor you're very loyal uh slytherin you're cunning but we are the gold team, the mighty, mighty gold team. <laughs> <laughs> and Hufflepuff, you're a bit of a dummy, but nice. You're right? a sweetheart. You're yeah. a sweetheart, yeah. You're a Neville. No, no, he was in Gryffindor. No, you're, you're Cedric. Was Cedric in Hufflepuff? Yeah, he was in Hufflepuff. No way. Yeah. Handsome, courageous Cedric who died. Yeah. Whoa. Deader than uh, Alan Rickman, Cedric. Yikes. Um, so, yeah. No, yeah. It, with the it, it, Extremely important. At least in the eyes of like... In Harry's mind, definitely being someone who's really defined by who his parents were and not knowing them, he's obs- he was obsessed with being in Gryffindor and with really like looking for any kind of identity that he can yeah. create for himself because he doesn't have any as many people there to help him create it. So he was fucking obsessed with being in Gryffindor. When he did really- the fucking Sorting Hat gain sentience? 
Oh wait, has this been a re- Wasn't it Godric's? No, whose hat is it? No one knows. Someone has been there. Someone tips magic on it, and then it just <laughs> whoops. All, yeah, it went all AI. And he got sorted into Slytherin. Remember, and it, it was like you will be good in Slytherin, but it's like yeah. but you want to be in Gryffindor. Like he was frothing on Gryffindor so much, the hat put him in there because he would have. Yeah. Know. I mean, that's what made him Gryffindor. He ma- and that's what they say. Like D- Dumbledore's like, you made the decision to be in Gryffindor, and that's how you got it. But it's it's huge. Like he would have hated Slytherin. Like he would have probably. Like cut out mad, you know, business deals down the line in life or home loan options. It just... would have been significantly different stories if he was in Slytherin. Yeah, I like he want would that. have been uh, constantly attacked by all those other students. Well, Snape would have liked him, maybe <laughs> a little bit. He would have been bashed. Like first night, they would have just bashed him with soap bars and, <laughs> and socks. My um, my favorite moment from the entire <laughs> um, so Harry, Harry, Harry Potter run is the movie run is uh, when Draco. Um, kicks Harry Potter in the fucking face oh, when, when he's, when he's in, using the invisible road. Oh, like he stomps him so hard. That's right on the train. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, that's he, right. he's such a like memorable villain. That's in the Order that, of the Phoenix, isn't it, or Half Blood Prince? And he gets left on the train, and then it starts to go back or something, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm stuck on here." Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's amazing. That's oh yeah, I think it's Order of the Phoenix because then Luna Lovegood finds him. I think. Mm. Pulls them off because she has those invisible. Yeah, and they things. ride the weird horses, the Thestrals. Yeah, yeah. Man, I just want more Harry Potter. I, I love that Harry was the, that was the biggest thing about this. I was like, I remember when that happened what? in the book and going, "Fuck, Harry Potter's like full serious now, just like curb stomping people." It's sick. I'm so used to everything I love being like a comic book and a movie and a TV series and. Why isn't there more Harry Potter Yeah, I would stuff? love a TV series. I reckon this would be good as an episode of a TV series. This reminded me a lot of like an episode of Buffy. Very of Buffy, you're right. The and school so, setting. Yeah. I, th- I think that... Um, the Giles-esque. Or like the back in time, the Time Turner stuff and the yeah. alternate reality was felt really like a Buffy episode. Oh, man. How good would an entire series be where you get like... The first episode is like, you know, them being dropped off by their parents and... You, you get them sorted, blah, blah, blah. And then you set up the whole thing and, you know, you, maybe it's an hour-long episode. You establish that there's problems with their, between the parents and then they go back in time and, and then every episode is a new reality of them trying to go back in time and fix stuff. And some, like, Rick and Morty shit. I'm That'd be fucking it. great. <laughs> the Time Diaries. The Harry Potter, Potter Time Diaries. Yeah. The Potter... What was the Emily Rhoda The Potter book? Time Boys. The time, yeah, the Time, the time Keeper. keeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Finders keepers. Well, it's funny, Warner Brothers have optioned the rights for it to be a film, but I think that's just a legality since they own all the characters as well. Uh, but, I mean, I've, I've, as if they're not going to turn this into a film, like, well, I guarantee you that, that this will get announced next year. I need to wait, though. They'll, they'll wait. They'll wait till. Oh, no, I reckon they'll CG older. up all these characters older. They just don't look older. Like, Emma Warner Watson Brothers looks... have no class now. Yeah, they have zero class. What's the current status with all the current, like, with all the actors? Like, is, is Radcliffe ever going to return? He <laughs> did say this week, he's like, oh, I'd be interested in playing Harry again, but not right now. Really? He's like, in a couple of, he's like, I, I, he said, I would never say never. This was like, this might have been yesterday, because he's doing um, press for the Swiss Army man around the world still. Um, and it's obviously that all there I was talking about, the cursed child. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, uh, he said originally, oh, no, I'm done. But later, as this tour has gone, and I think he's seen the play as well. And stuff, he's like, no, I'd, I would return. And but, it'd be interesting as an adult to do it. Yeah, I still don't think this would be a very good film as is. This is a It'd need fleshing play. out. Yeah. I think it need a lot of fleshing out. We'll just need so much... It'd need focus, I feel like. It'd 
Like this is nearly this is you'd have to do almost two. the scope of three films. Yeah, given you'd have to the way the other two. films worked. Yeah, you'd definitely have to do two and just like yeah, which is like Warner Brothers going fuck yeah, we're gonna do three. So it's like <laughs> Kitty, Kitty Pride's going wild. Not Kitty Pride tonight. Cookshanks. <laughs> Cookshanks. Uh, did would you like? want to see another one of these another further play you think this is like yeah right? I, w- I also want to go back and actually read the books which I'll you should read them man they're yeah. fantastic like it's one of the rare but as you were saying then like man why isn't there more Harry Potter I was thinking I'm just like it's one of the only franchises which I really love that's or I think it just improved like it was so rare that this one creator wrote it and it was got it kept maintained the level of quality mm. but I think improved did you find that like as a fan you were just like yeah. there's never sucky moments or you're like, oh, I don't I think believe- my I don't think my critical brain was engaged as I was a fan of Harry Potter. So I think that like it was easy to become a fan mm. from age eight or nine or yeah. whatever it was, and it finished before I ever really started thinking um, very critically about these things. But so I think I'm in this state of perpetual fandom. It's also probably too hard and too far gone to become critical about it either. You're just like it's like me and Star Wars now. Like I'm yeah. just a fan of anything Star Wars and I can't view it critically. I can, mm-hmm. but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the play overall? This book, did you, did you, did you enjoy reading the whole, the whole way through? Or? Yeah, I enjoyed reading it the whole way through, but I didn't think it was a good story. I thought it was a good Harry Potter experience. Sure. But not a great Harry Potter story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also think that it's a bit cheeky that it's still called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, where he's clearly no longer a lead character. It is very cheeky. What do you? Who do well, you guys? His cursed child, right? Well, that's what I mean. What I like about this title it reminded me a bit yeah. of the Half Blood Prince, where you don't really know. Like we sh- do get closure at the end who the Half Blood Prince is, but I mean, is this Delphi? Is this Albus? Is it Scorpius? Who is like like I really like? Or the is it Harry himself? Or is it Harry? Yeah. Is he always cursed? Or is it Rose? Grangely, Granger Weasley, because she's just a bit of a B. She's a bit of a B-I-T-C-H, seriously. She's got an attitude problem. She's really mean to Scorpius. Scorpius just wants a hot dizzle for the uh, for the Yule Ball. For the <laughs> a hot dizzle? Date. <laughs> it's a wizard word, man. Look it up. No. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see... I don't know. I kind of wanted to see... just some. Fro- I wanted to see what Dean Thomas was doing. He's a big Dean Tomo fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, 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 you know, one of Harry Potter and... Ron's classmates so he was a bit of a mad dog one of the little references like oh look Dean Thomas is oh, Harry the- coming home drunk and just being like oh sorry I've been out getting slammed with Dean, Dean Thomas, Thomas. Like, oh, there's, there's, there's a moment, moment like in this that I was like huh when they talk about Nigel Longbottom Neville Neville Longbottom yeah because um, he's a teacher now so he was out getting pissed with Ron nearby the school right, he's the herbology but, professor so when when um, uh, Scorpius is in the dark timeline yeah that's when Neville Longbottom gets brought up because like he they're, they're trying to work out oh, how it got to Neville this point. Neville Longbottom never killed Nagini, Nagini yeah. because someone killed Neville Longbottom. That's that, right. That, he was so, in, he was imperative to the the proper timeline because he's the one that kills Nagini. the second last. See, time. that was the yeah. one mo- point that I was like, oh, this is kind of weirdly assumed knowledge that they're not really explaining how Scorpius knows. I think it's all historical. And, it's all in the history books. Like right. the Battle of Hogwarts, they kind of say like Scorpius is like the Hermione I found, which I thought was pretty cool that he's like the know-it-all bookworm. But 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 he never finds out that, that, that Neville Longbottom died. He just kind of brings it up that he's dead in that No, scene. that's just in a timeline though. 
Because he's alive. Oh, no, I know. But in that timeline, like, because Scorpius works out that he's, like, such an important factor. Yeah. I oh, yeah. I've got to reread. I know the bit you mean. Yeah, like, I'm not sure how yeah. he gets that. He's just like, oh, and that means Neville Longbottom would have never have yeah. killed Nagini. That was, yeah. like a, that was a part of it that kind of pulled me out of it a little bit. I was like, how does he know all this? He's just a bookworm. He's a nerdo. Everything was yeah. recorded too. Like the battle, it sounds like the Battle of Hogwarts is like full on. Neville's recorded. podcast is fucking very popular. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I want to recommend something that we didn't touch on before. It's not from this book, but I think as a Potter fan, it's something you can't miss. Yeah. You need to track it down. It's called When Harry Left Hogwarts and it's a making of the last two films. Oh, wow. And it's really in depth. It's like an hour feature length making of yeah of both Deathly Hallows parts one and two. Official, like is it on the yeah? It's Blu-ray, a DVD, DVD thing. Oh yeah. wow! Oh, sorry, it's on. It's an extra feature, but it's like great. one of the most um, just well-made and engaging extra features that I've ever seen. And it's a real shame, I think, that it's not its own standalone thing. But um, like a Hearts of Darkness style. Like, yeah, that's absolutely. How good it it's is. a great. It's a really good Shit. piece of work. Film a film about filmmaking. I need to watch this. And uh, I think that's really good. I'm not sure. I've just remembered to bring that up now. No, that's good. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> I want to try. Is it like the making of just the last two films? Yeah. Or it doesn't go over the whole. Doesn't go series? over the whole thing, but it goes into just the onset life that um, was at play throughout the whole time because there was. Some, there was like thousands of people employed to work at those um, studios. Like 10 years, right? Or something yeah. crazy. So, it built this entire community of just Harry Potter employees. So cool. Um, there's this really kind of quite sad but also quite nice, I suppose you could say, um, story about one of Radcliffe's stunt guys mm. who had an accident during one of the films and oh, was right. left paraplegic Whoa. and how now everyone sort of still rallies around him and um, he comes to set all the time and they all go and do charity events for him and stuff. And it, so he was like a really endearing character in this story of Harry Potter and it spoke to, I guess, just the realities of the dangers involved even in making these like very high budget studio films. Um, all the little people who worked on the films, uh, Warwick and Co. Yeah, they all play throughout and all have like really sort of nice stories about what it's like getting to work in these movies. That's sick. It's really, really. I'm gonna good. watch it now yeah. that I'm still internetless. I like I'm now going shit. I might have to go out and like get that Blu-ray or something or the DVD because I haven't got those ones. Like. Yeah, I, got, I, got, I got the Blu-rays, the 3D Blu-rays of the last two yeah. movies. Yes, dog. Can What's I borrow those? <laughs> yeah. yes. You got a 3D television, bro? No, I'll just like... Fuck, no, you can't borrow it. <laughs> Does it only work with the 3D television? No, it doesn't. But what's the point otherwise? Yeah. <laughs> but as if the doco is in 3D. <laughs> of course. So, oh, um, watch that. That sounds sick. Yeah, it sounds real good. It's very good. Hey, and I know you're a Le- Lego man. What's your Harry Potter Lego sets? Tell us about that. Oh, there are some very good there's Harry a Potter concept, Lego sets. There's a... There's a um, a content form that we hadn't explored this evening. I thought you... I was waiting for you to jump down and talk about... well. Harry Potter can be expressed in Lego. <laughs> so I um I went through a phase where pretty much every day, um, just in the same way that you would instinctively go on Facebook and check all your notifications, etc., check your email. I would also go on Gumtree and just hit most recent searches for Lego in Sydney yeah. in search of secondhand Lego. What kind of search radius are you going? Like forty, forty, no, twenty, twenty kilometers 20. around in uh, from where you live, where I am, right? Yeah, and uh. I got to work one day when I was still working at 2000 and I hit search. I literally got there and someone put up um, Lego Castle, 60 bucks. Ooh. Lego and I, Castle. And I was like, oh, that looks vague. And that, they're always the best one because it's some clueless idiot that doesn't know the value of what they're selling. And I got 
um, the um, Hogwarts castle, the final version of it, oh. um, which is now worth, if you sell it in, a, in box, $900. Um, and it has like all the characters from that final movie. It's so sick. Plus Hagrid's hut. Yeah. Which oh. is... Um, which is like a really good set with, with Hagrid in it and a big old spider and cool shit like that. And then um, oh, like a SpongeBob That's set and all this other shit. shit for um, SpongeBob, my favorite Lego fan. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite Harry, Harry Potter, Potter character. character. <laughs> but then like a whole, bucket, like, like a he whole was bunch in the Mike of other Myers sets. Movie. But for, six, for 60 bucks off some like clueless dad in, pa- in Paddington. But it had instructions and stuff, right? Well, like, everything was there, just not in the boxes. It's crazy. Yeah. Clueless wild, wild dads shit. in Paddington, dicks out for them. Yeah, I, I have lots of cool Gumtree Lego hero stories that I can't wait to tell Archie and Matilda when they're of age. You will make them respect you <laughs> with your. When they're old enough to hear it <laughs> but i also um tracked down i paid significantly more than 60 dollars, but uh nowhere near the the the, the most f- like popular and like re- well-renowned lego harry potter set is the one of diagon alley mm-hmm. oh, and, i remember uh, that it's like three three freestanding buildings yeah they're almost quite modular it's like gringotts right i think yeah yeah and then like fucking Wanch. 15 minifigures of them all and that, that goes for like hundreds of bucks too. And I found it in Hornsey for do two, they not make, two hundred. Do they not make Harry Potter Lego anymore? Um, the, the, he's making a return appearance in the Lego Dimensions game. Him and Voldemort. And some mini mini builds. You like Lego hand? Yum, yum. Yeah, it's fun to look at. Fuck. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> do you respect Levens more after that story like his children will? Uh, I, I think it's great that a man has his hobbies. No, no. It's not that I buy it. It's the lie I tell myself and my wife. They're for your kids. It's not for me. It's for me to build with my kids. And I, I, like Archie. So do you, so none of it. Like, have you built the castle? No. Um. Oh, well, that, because that was already. I I pretty much I built that just to make sure there were no pieces missing. But secretly, I and fucking loved every second <laughs> of it. Did you pull it back apart again? Did yeah, you yeah. I did. It? Oh, yeah. And then I bagged it up. Tagged and bagged it. Yep. How yeah. did you go? If there's no instructions, did you just scope the instructions online. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's real fun. Good activity. Great adult activity. <laughs> yeah. I hope there's a Lego set. But I can't wait. How good is like, you know, there are franchises like this, you know, Star Wars, Marvel stuff, Batman. Lord of the Rings. You love it. <laughs> I don't have any Lord of the Rings shit. Um, but Harry Potter, it's inevitable that, that my kids are going to get into that bit, the books or the movies. And at one, one well, the birthday, Zack reboot. their fucking 10th birthday, I had a plonk... Uh, you know, this 15-year-old so, enormous boxed Lego set that belonging to that world. I feel like there's spoilers at play on this podcast. So what if prior to the 10th birthday, old mate starts getting into his um, into his dad's podcast? Oh, shit. Discovers that there's <laughs> all this... Spo- I'll put a very specific spoiler <laughs> at the beginning of this episode. He knows that there's the Legos out there. He just has to find the right cupboard. Uh, it's not even. I don't even keep my Lego at my, at my own house. Oh, that's good. Pretty crazy. Is Were you keeping like a safe deposit box? My my parents' house, <laughs> my old room, It's <laughs> crammed full of more Lego than I had when I grew up. I hope that do you hope they make Lego sets based off this play with like the stalls where the audience sits? The, the, I, the, I want the ushers. I want minifigs of J.K. Rowling, John, Tiffany, and Jack Thorne. Me too. They're mad doggies. Just them surrounded it by um little um Lego mon- J- money notes. I want them to retcon <laughs> J.K. Rowling back into all the Potter films with CG. Just like 
like Stan Lee it up sort of thing. Like oh, yeah, Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, like yeah. she's the trolley lady in one of the movies. Yeah. yeah then she's like at Hogsmeade In every single beer. one, she has to wink to the camera. Down the barrel of the camera, yeah, with a little magic. DJing in the corner one of them. And also, she says like, DJing I wasn't Hogsmeade. here. She does a spell to make, like, make the characters forget she was there. She's like, I was never here. Also, J- JK from Jimmy Require. Yeah, that Put him good. in there. JK Simmons. All the big, just all, all the, the big JKs. <laughs> he can get angry. <laughs> ask for photos of Spider Man. I think it's good. <laughs> he it teaches Ron how to play the drums. Yeah, he, whip- <laughs> he whiplashes Ron. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Maybe Jumeric- that's why Hermione is such a good student, is because J.K. Simmons whiplashed her with all those studies. <laughs> He's the only guy in Hogwarts who has a tight black T-shirt. It doesn't get cold. I wanted, I wanted some like, I know, I really wanted to know what happened to Hagrid. I found, I found that a little bit. Disconcerting that he wasn't. Yeah, because really. yeah. Hagrid was like another father figure to Harry. We saw, we heard him speak about Dumbledore to his son and Snape and how important they were. We also got to see them in some capacity. But I do find that Hagrid was also one of the earlier father figures of yeah. Harry. And I was like, I want to know if he's alive. Go, I so know if he's going doing. back to what Henry so said. Got a feather in your hair. I'm just going to pull that out. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's a prop. Figuring it's a prop. Into <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> it's the theater. Into um, a uh, hippogriff. So uh, <laughs> the um. Going back to what Henry said, which I, I resonate resonates with me a, a lot, is that this is not a Harry Potter story; it's a Harry Potter experience. So it's sure. almost and it read like a best of. So Big it wasn't time. about letting you know what Hagrid's yeah. up to now. It was about finding a moment to bring Hagrid back. Yeah, and, it, and you have that great emotional moment at the end, and then you well, he, yeah he's also and the one in like, it was also he had a kind of direct dialogue Harry from where it was um when he got his cake on his yeah, birthday right. when they were hiding out on the island. Um, um, I, yeah, I you gotta say, I think experience is a great word. Like I, at the, I know I've mentioned it a few times, but uh, Harry Potter world, there's a ride on Gringotts, and there's a it uses there's two rides there actually at the Harry Potter world, and both rides are 3D. You sit in chairs and it moves around. It's amazing. There's like f- actual physical things happening, like fire and shit. But you wear glasses, and the extra scenes that they've shot with like Daniel Radcliffe, everybody, and they're set wow. during the movies but parts you don't see, but parts that are kind of alluded to in the books and they're not the main characters, but they're in it and they're chatting to you and you feel like you're alone. There's Even though you're with 100 other people, the way it's done is they're staring at you and it's kind of the same. I found like that's an experience. Yeah. To me, that's part of the Harry Potter story and it's over in 10 minutes. Same way that Star Tours is a great Star Wars <laughs> So experience. Star Tours is yeah, so yeah. canon. I love Star Tours, man. Yeah, I love Star, Star Tours. Tours. I love, sick. When I was last in Japan, I went on the, we, we did it and um, it, it was all prequel shit. It was all Phantom Menace. Really? Shit. Yeah, it was insane. Pod race and baby. Yeah, it was like like pretty much the entire thing was a pod race. Because did it change it? I know if you go on, doesn't it? I think it randomly changes every time you go on. There's yeah, like I think there might be yeah, two or three different I think there's variations. 12 possible things. And Whoa, it will give crazy. you. A, It'll take you to three locations each time in different orders. Or yeah. like the Back to the Future, the ride. Or the Batman ride at Experience, Movie yeah. World. Oh, <laughs> Remember that one? All the greats, yeah. yeah. Gremlins ride. The Lethal Weapon ride. <laughs> yeah, that canonical experience. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, you saw a scene of them in like Lethal yeah, Weapon that 2. Was the worst, that's the worst thing that Movie World's ever done is um, decide that you have to watch like a five-minute scene before you write. Because if it's dead on it, like if you're there on a Tuesday and it's it. dead, they still make you fucking pump the movie. Me and my dad went on it like eight times in a row and we watched that one scene for like 40 minutes or yeah. half. It was just like them Man. at a shootout hiding and talking. It's got nothing to do with the ride. I've been there. <laughs> done that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you had... 
this this best of kind of feeling like you have yeah sure. you have that I transformation that. spell you have the um, polydrus potion the time travel moaning myrtle moaning myrtle um definitely um you have well, the, the whole trial was a tournament which was sick yeah you have snape you have the, yeah um there was no quidditch there's only references yeah i like that malfoy's bit where he's when harry and him are kind of mates and he's like what what did you want to do? Why weren't you happy? He's like, I wasn't a happy kid. And he's like, I just wanted to be good at Quidditch. And I wasn't even good at that. Like, you kind of got to see how lucky... Like, you could see how lucky Harry Potter was, kind of. And you mm. kind of forget... I just, it just went to show you never know what people are going through. That's right, mate. You can just never know. But yeah, oh. there's no Quidditch. But you also got the train. And, like, I like that bit I, with the trolley lady where she had, like... That was so doors. weird, yeah. though. I was into that. Yeah, they built Yeah, they built some weird folklore into the trolley lady. <laughs> She's like, I've been doing this for... Who nine- wanted that? Yeah. She's like, I've been doing this for 900 years. So Fuck cool. what Hagrid's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the entire history of not just the trolley lady, but trolley ladies. <laughs> yeah. I was into that. I thought that was mad. I was like, Fuck. She's rough now. <laughs> She's Wolverine. It's so Even good. Forza. Yeah, was, that was kind of weird. There was, was into it. there wasn't really any house elf moments. No, and there was the centaur moment as well, which yeah. in the books they feature way more regularly than we've ever seen in the films. I think they're only still in one movie yeah. or two. I thought that was cool. How he's like, they're still like kind of standoffish and stuff. But no, Hagrid, no mention of his heart. Like, oh, there's where the old kook used to live. Now he's dead. Like, I would have liked, you know, that. Sentiment <laughs> Like Old Harry's like Rushing off to To piss on He's like I've got to, to take to, a to, slash Oh there's Hagrid's heart oh. Hello Harry <laughs> <laughs> That would have been great Harry's just knocking on Hagrid's door Going like Man This is embarrassing But can I just Please straight up Use your toilet <laughs> yeah. I know I haven't spoken to you For ten years <laughs> yeah. I've got to take a piss man <laughs> Hagrid's one of One of the top characters in the movies, at least. Is, is he as beloved to read? Oh, way more, I'd say. Man, he's one of the first guys. He's like the first dude who actually has some magic cranking in the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. He's the first magic daddy. He's like but, first- and because he's a, one of the first like big, bold, potentially scary or interesting guys, too. Because he yeah. comes to the island where That's right. the Dursleys have taken Harry. Yeah, No one's meant to be able to get there. And then Hagrid's fucking banging on the door. Doing weird shit with his umbrella or yeah. whatever. You're like, who's this dude? He's kidnapping Harry. He's he's like menacing. It seems. Turns out he's got a heart of gold. I think he's way more beloved in the books. More like more so. Like he. I remember there was a part in number six where they don't really they don't show it in the film, but it's as the Death Eaters and Snape are escaping Hogwarts after he's killed well, spoilers. Killed and, and Snape really needs to pee. Snape really needs to pee. like, oh, this oh, is oh. so embarrassing. I know we're secretly in the order together, but I've just got to take a piss, mate. Um, that should be that should be in one of the movies. JK should open the door in one of the, re, the, the, yeah. the remasters. But there's a scene, and I think it's... I left it warm for you. <laughs> Bellatrix or someone, like, does a, does a whatever, like a, a bad, naughty spell... And like knocks Hagrid back And I think he's like down For like 10 seconds unconscious And I was like I remember just getting Really pissed off at that stage I was like Don't you kill him And then he gets back up Or something Because he's half half giant Does the spell not work Yeah And I remember then Like his dog Fang Getting hit and like knocked out And I remember just getting Like really really angry at that Going you can't do that I still think the saddest death I was saying this to someone The other day In Harry Potter It's such an It's done so unceremoniously Tell us the saddest death In Harry Potter And then the saddest death In life (laughs) But yeah, it tells what is. It's trying to think the saddest life one, no? Uh, Richard Harris, the first Dumbledore saddest death, because <laughs> I had to change actors and the continuity's fucked. <laughs> it's heaps weird explaining to your kid why is this like frail Mr. Burns character, and then he becomes this mad dog lively. Did you? Who do you prefer, Dumbledore's? I like 
Yeah, definitely the second. Gambon. But that's because, like we said, the first the films got way better as they yeah. went along. Um, Saddest Death in Harry Potter. I still think it's Hegwood. Just in the start of the seventh book, when they all transfigure themselves as Harry, and the she gets people, shot out of the sky. Just, when just out of nut, like for no, just like I remember reading it. And it's so fast. It's just like as they're going, there's a flash of light, and Hedwig's like at the bottom of a cage, dead, and then the cage just falls to the ground, and then. I remember, like, parent. I remember there was like an article out, or JK had to make a statement because parents were really distressed by that. <laughs> they were. They were just like, "Oh, we had trouble explaining why is the bird dead, and it just happens like that, and it's not a nice." And I remember she being, she said something like, "That's what happens. Like people just die." Who's Hedwig? Hedwig's Harry's owl. Oh right. And it happens right, right at the start of the seventh. And I remember, I remember like just having to close the book for a while because that's like the innocence of Harry Potter's completely gone mm. now like he's not at school he's even lost his goddamn pet like that That I think that is I know the Dobby death is pretty popular and Snape in a way because it's got that tragedy behind it yeah um, but that- Snape's Oaken Snape's my favourite because he gets done by a snake because Nagini gets him, man. Because he's a snake, in a way. But you know? he, he fully didn't... gets eaten, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like full yeah. pecking him. It's pretty... And in the movie, it's pretty graphic. I think you see a shadow of it or something. Yeah, the shadow. It's heaps graphic. It's like a hectic snake. Yeah. It's pecking the fuck out of him. But uh, I do like... I mean, his death's great because you get the, that whole amazing chapter, which is like the last 30 years from his point of view. Yeah. Where you're like, whoa! It's kind of like that, basically. It's yeah, like yeah. the play, except from Snape's point of view, like the alternate... <laughs> Kind of well, the other the other side, but yeah. The, I, I, the epic de- one, sad as fuck. The death of um Harry's uncle, whatever what was his name, Sirius. Sirius, yeah. Bellatrix the Strange uses the death spell on him. Bugged me out because why don't everyone just use the death spell on? No, he, she doesn't use the death spell. What does she do? She uses like stupefy. They just in the book, it's never clarified. It says they're fighting so fast that it like blows him back, but he goes through that death, but which we still don't know what that veil is. It's just in the Department of Mysteries. I did find it a bit unsatisfactory his death because it's never really been explained what happens. And he just everyone like Harry just goes no. But does he disappear? You never see him again. Does he go through the veil? Or no, no, he, he just in the films. Yeah, he just fucking dies. I don't think it's the, the death. Yeah, I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look on a Harry wiki now. Cool. Because <laughs> I remember being, yeah, I don't know. It, it's never said it's the Avada Kedavra curse. What's the best spell? What's the best death in life? What's the best death in life? <laughs> Here it is. At the height of the Battle of Department of Mysteries, most of the fighting was set in the death chamber and Bellatrix Lestrange hit a cousin Sirius Black squarely on the chest with a curse, throwing off balance and sending him through the veil until his death. Right. What's the veil? Well, we don't know, which is why, I mean, it, I know it's Department of Mysteries, so we're not supposed to know, but I remember in the book, there's that huge veil in the center of that room, and Harry and everyone that goes up, he's like different dead people whispering to them. Ugh. That's hell spooky. Yeah. It <laughs> might be like... I always, get, I always get chills from Harry Potter. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> I got a big chill... Um, the Big Chill soundtrack. I know, it's so good. It's like I got it on vinyl this week, yeah. <laughs> I listened to it while I was reading the book. How many grams? <laughs> <laughs> the heaviest. <laughs> Just like those beats, man. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah was a goldfish. Rush my <laughs> turntable. <laughs> they always... Jeremiah was a goldfish. Is that on there? <laughs> What's that song called? Bullfrog. Bullfrog. <laughs> Jeremiah was a goldfish. Same <laughs> thing, mate. It's all the same. <laughs> That's the only... Oh, I heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> honey, honey, ow. I was hoping you were going to get that wrong too. Yeah, I was trying like to Like I heard it, right. it through the pear bush. <laughs> <laughs> heard it through the avocado tree. 
Did you guys get any good chill moments reading this? Um, nah, just spine tingles, just heartstring pulls. Oh uh, yeah, that Snape. That Snape scene was was really well done, where he 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 gives up the world that he's a part of now because he realizes that there's a better the, version. Exactly. Yeah, true that. And he says, "You know what? Tell Albus Severus, I'll be proud for him to sport me name, mate." And he, <laughs> Winks to Scorpius and goes himself in the head. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I found it. He stabs himself in the temple with his own wand. (laughs) Spine tingling. I kind of found like the last scene pretty spine tingly where she. I was like, fuck, is the real Voldemort going to come? And are they going to face him? And when she showed up and Harry's talking to her like Voldemort would. Like, I I found that kind of pretty cool where he was like, prove yourself and stuff. I was like, man, it's pretty tight because. You're pretty scared right now and you're trying to get this this babe to show off her powers or something. Yeah, well, I didn't find her scary at all. Um, Delphi. No. I guess if you see her flying on stage and doing Because there's too much flirting to start yeah. with. I was going to say, what's with Alba's going for like a, someone 10 years old? She was like way older than her. And, and kissing Hermione a bunch of times. Alba's kissing Hermione. When, when he was when, when he was transfigured. Transfigured, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that bit was... That's a bit weird. That, that found that a bit weird. Kind of that gave me some chills. Like, <laughs> Macaroni's Arnie, yeah, good chills. Those though. chills were multiplying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, have we exhausted? Yeah, we are exhausted. Disgusting. Um, give it um, a rating out of sixty-nine. Ah, jeez Louise. Um, in terms of what <laughs> goodness? No, I but I like, mean, like as a Harry Potter thing, as an experience. Okay, yeah, as an experience. 69. Yeah, cool. Has to be. Yeah, I think this is... So good to get wet with the boys and girls of the Potterverse again. <laughs> I, oh. Are you just you're lost in the Harry Potter wiki now? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Based on that, I assume the veil is a gateway to death. Oh, Vada Kedavra was not vividly identified as a spell that hit Sirius Black. As according to the circumstances mentioned in the book... Bellatrix most likely used a stunning spell. So, there you go. Because he was her cousin, probably. Maybe. Or maybe at that stage. I know when you you reach a certain level of wizardry, you don't even have to say the name of the spell. Remember, they kind of teach you that towards the later... Oh, what did you think about um, Bellatrix stoinking... That's what I wanted to say. I wanted to know how that, like... I wanted to see that scene. Dude, was that, like, IVF? Was that legit? I think it was full legit pumps. I think it was fully legit pumps because she's not present. Did he just put his wand in? <laughs> she's, he's got long fingers yeah. too. Um, he, the he, baby spell. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> is not present at the Dumbledore murdering bit. So when all the Death Eaters show up to Hogwarts, oh, yeah. she's in there. So the, and apparently She's off on a side quest. She's doing her, her um, ARG her side duties. quest augmented reality game to get Pregos. But... I was reading uh, some Harry Potter people like I'm reading right now on my phone. There's there's some allusions to it happening when at the start of the sixth book when they do that unbreakable vow with Snape and Malfoy's mum. And that Wagatar starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, she mentions something about her future sons or her future children or something to be protected. And then she's never really in that sixth book and it's kind of alluded to that Voldemort stonked her after the Ooh. battle of after the fifth book, and she gave birth before the seventh book, which I think is pretty wild. Oh. Explore that. Stop all that patroning. Let's get to the boning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Voldemort. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if like Malfoy had to watch because I think it happened in their house because it says she was born in the Malfoy Manor. 
What if they made Draco like you will watch this? Yikes! It's the bald man does this to the Tim Burton wife. So uh, Henry, I definitely think this bo- this play fits in that mold of like you really enjoy the Harry Potter books and movies, but you don't really feel the need to rewatch or reread them. Yeah. I thought no. this was a really, really fun experience. I don't think I need to go back. This and, is and the read it most. Li- this is the least important one. Like, it's, if look, you're it's gonna, not a Harry Potter book at all. Yeah, if you're going to reread anything, or if I was to get dive down deep again, I would absolutely put this last on my list. Um, what? I think it was a testament for myself that it was out of every Harry Potter book ever released. This one actually took me the longest to read <laughs> because I I didn't prioritize like the other ones. I would. Mm. I remember reading Deathly Hallows. This read is it fucked. I read it at like. Started at 4 p.m. because I had to work till 9 till 3 that day, which I was really pissed about. Yep. And read it from like 4 till 4, woke up and like finished it by like 4 that after. I just pretty much read it straight. Yep. And that was pretty much it for every Potter book. I couldn't put them down, but this one I could be like, oh, it's not that important. And I think subconsciously I was like so aware. Well, the thing with this too is though is that it's, I think it was way less dangerous um, with spoilers to be revealed. At least in my like, in my bubbles this time around, I wasn't, hanging out with heaps of people who were also reading sure. it concurrent to and, me and yeah. the chaser isn't a thing anymore <laughs> yeah. do you remember that they were trying to spoil the, the Snape and on like the, the, when, when they were a weekly yeah. press newspaper they, they actually the front page was like serious dies I don't remember that that's pretty tight that's pretty cool I think it was serious so one of, like one of the, yeah it was it would have been brutal for those people who were affected by that. But it didn't happen to me, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, lost. I also find like the marketing for this was nowhere. Like I, this wasn't treated the same as like Oh yeah. The announcement that this book. was like even gonna come out retail was yeah. so late game. Yeah, everything about it was kinda like eh. I think that's probably why so many people got tricked into thinking maybe it was a proper book was because it only got announced like it seemed four days or five days before it was actually available for sale. Was there a sticker on top of it saying, like, this is a play? Like, I think mine came with that. <laughs> Fucking warning. Seriously. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure mine did. I there, are, there are heaps of brackets. Thespians only. <laughs> yeah, real thespian hours ahead. <laughs> I'm pretty sure mine had a sticker just, like, really hammering that down for the super dummies out there. Yimmy Yayo needed that. He did a tweet. A, 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 a friend of ours who is a uh, influencer mm-hmm. by day and night. But does he um, influence anyone? I don't know. It, Rihanna he influences you, does um, But he, he did this like <laughs> complaint tweet about it being a, about it being a play and being taken aback, and surely other people feel the same how, way. How, if you're an influencer, do you right, not know right, if this is a fucking play? <laughs> 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 fucking play. Fuck's sake. Go influence Shakespeare, cunt. Yeah, I mean, maybe what, maybe I will. What would you guys give it out of sixty nine as a Potter experience? Well, I mean, this is my first Harry Potter book. And I loved reading it. Mm. Even and you're going to love the actual books. Uh, they're not plays. So, yeah. there's the first thing. And, no, that's the, it made me really want to go back and reread and re- and re- read and rewatch. Reread, rewatch, and retweet. Get a fucking. Get a fucking. Uh, Restoink. <laughs> go, to, go to Orlando and go to Harry Potter World. And just Apparently, get immersed myself. Oh, really? Don't tell me it's going to end soon. No, no. The, everyone, the word on the street is the Osaka one's the best. Oh, because sick. they've got a huge natural lake and just like the, the the Potter books more so than the films, the Black Lake nearby, which is always referenced. And they've got like, there's a big squid in there. They've actually like stuck a squid. and A real squid. Uh, just a cool animatronic oh, baby, okay. I think. But that's the only one that has a, a, a lake next to it. So everyone's like, if you, you know, for like real J.K. Rowling, J.K. Simmons hours, <laughs> if you want to hit those true wizard powers, head to the Osaka one. 
Um, maybe all of the witches speak in Japanese, which is going yeah, to be... Yeah, I was going to say that's going to be Depends weird. on what you want as a truer experience. Some with a Florida accent talking to you in um, Ollivander's. Well, they should like fully do one for white people where like <laughs> the, all the American actors go to the Osaka one and like they just split. It's like a timeshare kind of thing. Like in the morning hours, it can be the um, Japanese people. In the afternoon hours, it can be English hey, speakers. Because uh, that's just like how you'd build your audience even bigger. <laughs> Now, that's what an influencer sounds like. And he knows that it's a play. I mean, that's an influencer right there. A white play. A white... Well, it is pretty, it is white paper, I've got to say. Like, you know. I would also give it 69 yes. out of 69 for for a, a Potter experience. I mean, to, to, to finish it and then just want to go back and read that which already exists. And also, I'm fucking in for these... Kindle only experience. Yeah, so what are they? Are they the Pottermore short stories? Because there's this social network type of site that's come out and... They're, origi- they, they're not what's already on Pottermore. Oh, really? No, they're Ridgy Didge. Ridgy Digi. So they're, they're just, just kind of like, like... Weird side stories that Harry's not... They're all or... Hogwarts-based ones, that's I think. Sick. So there's three books, right? Three. There. I, I looked it up today. They come out real soon. Um, I think they're each about 60 pages. And it's, um, so they're all, pretty breezy reads, but... All e-books, right? Yeah. Um, have like you guys read anything? <laughs> Bargain. Bargo. Have you guys... We should do another one when they come all Oh, out. that'd be awesome. Yeah. You, you and we'll do one for um, those Fantastic... Will be, those will be like the more true um, one-shotters or the more true like yeah. explorations of the world that aren't necessarily just... Like I want an August story. Filch story. I, I want a story about him, just his shitty life at Hogwarts yeah. and what, what his day-to-day maybe, is and how kids hate him. Like, yeah, maybe what I want, which is like stories about Slytherin House. Yeah, you'll get that. There. That's going to be sweet. I Do wanna, we know I anything wanna... about Hufflepuff's house? Slytherin house remix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know that Ravenclaw is in the in the spire of one of the castles. They have to go there in the last book. They don't go there in the movie, but in the last book they go there. In the movie, they just cover it by going, "We went and got this." But I think there's a whole chapter where they have to go get the crown. It's one of the Horcruxes. Oh yeah. But we still don't know what Hufflepuff's is, I think. Regina Ravenclaw's crown. Yeah. Hufflepuff, I feel like, would just be next to the kitchen. I reckon heaps of fireplaces, just really yeah. nice and cozy, real comfy They beds. have Milo's <laughs> on tap. Bags. Yeah. <laughs> um, you would love it. Like, they're, re- they're actually well, really well written. Like, she's a great writer. Oh, yeah. And, t- sure. and I, they, they're all in my house already. Yeah. You as should. are all the movies. So Do it. Read the books before you watch the movies. Yeah. I reckon do it. Cause build the Lego. Build the Lego, well, build the fantasy. Make my own Potter world. Um, yeah, let's do it again for those ebooks. Definitely. Horse ebooks. <laughs> we'll uh, tweet <laughs> random magic things. Angus, what do you give this out of 69? Well, I give it a 96, but then I turn Ooh. that six upside down and it's a nine. No, no. A what's the All right, Drake. <laughs> so you give it a 99. <laughs> no, 69. Like, it was just a fun ex- something. <laughs> no, I give it a 69. It's <laughs> kind of trying to be I'm Drake. like you guys. Jeremiah was a goldfish. <laughs> yeah. It was Jeremiah was a goldfish. He Loses got transfigured <laughs> from a bullfrog. <laughs> Who had a toad? Neville had a toad. There you go. Make it canon. Yeah, it's always <laughs> hopping and flopping that cunt. <laughs> Trevor the toad. I want a story about Trevor. Is this going to be the new? There should be a Netflix series of like just what these short stories will be. You know yeah. how they're such a popular. Well, I, I reckon she should because like you know it's very rare oh. to have a a creative universe of entertainment that's been. Pretty much all, all created by one central mm. figure, a creator. Judge Lucas, up until a few years ago. Um, she should like hire a crack team of, of, of writers that look up to her, like established ones to help expand that universe. I'm into that. I think it's a great idea. Like if she if she has control of it, I reckon that'd be sick. Well, I mean, sort of, this was an expansion with other writers. Yeah, true. This is the f- uh, I mean, John Tiffany and Jack Thorne, JT and JT, my two favorite JTTs. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, my favourite JTT is Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> did he get cancer in the show? And then he took a tablet? What? <laughs> that was home a great episode of Home Improvement. Home Improvement, he got cancer what, for an Tim episode. Tim invented a fucking cancer tablet. Yeah. No, they thought it was cancer. They found out it wasn't. He just got headaches. It was like the serious one and they went temping bowling. <laughs> I think that's what happened in it. Was that, goldfish. was that a good... Oh, that was the, was that that was the Home Improvement play. <laughs> was that a good Home Improvement story or experience? <laughs> that was Tim Toolman and the Cancer Child. <laughs> it was just the spin-off eighth season. No, there was an actual episode where JTD got cancer. Don't look off the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm on the Harry. I'm going to see if Bellatrix Lestrange. Did he fall into the veil? <laughs> yeah, he got hit into the veil. <laughs> All right. Well, Henry, we look forward to uh, those Kindle books coming out. You yeah. are our yeah. official Harry Potter head for HeyFam. Hey, HeyFam's resident Harry Potter head. And uh, yeah, great to have a resident Pothead, fellow Pothead. Uh, I've got to say also one thing that's maybe worth noticing: J.K. Rowling's written Fantastic Beasts, the screenplay. So it's her first real screenplay with actual. Probably when's descriptions. that out? No, I think November, Fuck. December. That's fun. Blockbusters, love them. Love them. Gonna be there. Oh. Can't wait. Yeah, actually, before we go, um, I remember hearing you say that you fucking hate the Marvel universe, you, Marvel movies. What? Like you still right. see him, but you hate you hate watching him. But I feel I'd, I think that, you were you were in a in a in a bad rut or something when you were saying it. I think <laughs> like you just watched something shit. And he you found out this it. was no, a place. I watched, I watched Age of not Age of Ultron. I watched Civil War. Really yeah. enjoyed it, but I watched Age of Ultron. Didn't enjoy it. I just I feel Age like, of Ultron and our our not enjoying it as much and our argument afterwards is why HeyFam exists. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't, I just don't think I'm, I've ever really been fo- like following the first. Iron Man or whatever in the first um, fucking... Hulky, Thor. No, the team boys. Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been whelmed. Just every time they come out, I'm not... I'm not. I'm no longer impressed. I'm just whelmed and I'm like, oh, I keep coming back. I don't know why, but I do. I wish I knew how to quit you. Etc. Yeah. I reckon um, Doctor Strange looks like it could be skippable. Can I just say something, guys? Mm. Uh, on, on the Home Improvement Wiki, Fuck. this is a real thing. Under the on the Randy Taylor page, under teenage years, allow me to read this. When Randy was a teenager, his life faced a potential, though unlikely, threat in the episode The Longest Day, when there was a threat of him having cancer. Wait for it. Ultimately, it turned out Randy did have cancer, and he only had to take a pill a day to keep everything fine. <laughs> I was fucking right. I remember that shit. Doesn't say anything about Tim Pin Bowling, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I didn't it's make implied. that. It's implied. So, yeah, he had like pretend cancer, like the good one, where you have to take a tablet. <laughs> good cancer. Good cancer. He also became very sceptical of the intentions of organized religion and politics, as shown in the episode Losing My Religion. I hope even got dark, man. That's great. Ten seasons, man. You've got to go do something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much to our guest, Henry Stone. Thanks, boys. Oh, it's great. Uh, if ever you want to come on again, just ask. I mean, we're, we're, yeah. we're fine well, it, with it. It worked. Last yeah. time I asked, it worked, which was a start. <laughs> yeah. uh, tune in to the Blank Slate Movie Podcast. Henry is on it sporadically. No, he's on all the time. I'm now. back. I'm back. Official. This week, we talked about this John Carpenter movie called Starman. Ooh, which good he, film. Uh, I don't know, but um, listen to our discussion about it. Good score. Intru- it was. It's not a Carpenter score. It's an oh, external it? score. Oh, it sounds like a Carpenter score. Yeah. Um, it was alright I haven't seen it for a hundred And it's an alright episode of the pod <laughs> Alright uh, Don't aim too high You can find some uh, funny bits and pieces That Henry has worked on uh, On the Skills in Time Facebook page Just listen to the Blank Slate movie podcast Come on let's keep this podcast centric 
And you can find HeyFam online, facebook.com slash HeyFamPodcast. And Angus and myself are online at LevDog at Chimichangus. We're lining up for uh, going on another one of that Gringotts Bank uh, Did you? Ride. I think a lot of our, our fam need to know. Did you line up for the Yeezy store? Last weekend? No, I, I don't do that. I had some kid that was fourth in line do it for me. Really? Did you <laughs> yeah. get any cool shit? How, how much money did you spend on that? $50. Lime green or sand? I just got a cap that said Sydney, showing my pride. Cool, bro. It's a great yeah. city to live in. It's a, it's it's livable. It's fine. There's room for improvement. There's more livable Home cities, but there's less. I'm starting to cities. become uh, disillusioned with <laughs> politics and organized religion a la Randy in uh, the episode of Losing My Religion. I'm starting to see things a bit differently than you guys. Henry, um, last, time no, you, you, last time you were on a, um, a HeyFam episode, I convinced you to change your Twitter yeah. Yeah. username to Up The Shops. Yeah, I know. And How long did that last? Well, because <laughs> then I deleted my Twitter. So that's, <laughs> that's, the, it. that's the way that story rolled out. So who's got Henry Stone now? I think no, still- fuck that. Who's got up the shelves? <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. It's available. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting it right now. I'm going to tweet nothing. But but home improvement. Look me Randy. up on my new website. Dead sh dot it aka dead, dead shit. shit. Sick. Oh, Is that like URL? Deadpool? Like dead shit. you're kind of the cooler one. Is there anything the parked there yet? Just my webo. Mad. Just like my portfolio. I guess you could say. Oh, I type <laughs> deaf shit. You don't want to go to that site. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Hey Fam. If you are uh, feel like you enjoyed this let us know on itunes with five oh yeah stars. please leave a review or leave like a bad one even i want to <laughs> yeah, know right, what okay, you sure. think of me do that do what angus said <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week for another episode of hey fam bye bye thanks henry, thanks, God henry. now we're all flying hey bam, 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 bam.